to the next podcast. Who's next? Who's next? That was beautiful. All right, Mr. Kevin. Well, this is Who's Next Gaming, and uh, I'm Seth. I got with me Kevin. Yo, what's up? And I have Jesse, back from the dead. Yep. What's the business, y'all? Jester954 from Nerds the Podcast. Saying what's up, coming to hang out, talking some shit. That's it, man. Let's get silly. That's it, man. That's all we do. Talking some shit, and uh, yes, we're going to be talking about what we've been playing, so I am going to... I've got a couple things. Uh, I'm going to give it over to Kev first. Let's see, Kev. What you been getting into, homie? What I've been getting into? Uh, a lot of Dark Souls mods still. I've been playing... Uh, I finished the Cinder's mod, so I've been playing another one. The the I don't know if I told you I said this last episode, but I'm gonna play. I started playing like this Pokemon mod for it, where you catch the creatures in Dark Souls and you make them fight for you. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah. So it's kind of it's been kind of fun. It's been kind of crazy and shit because instead of leveling up yourself, you level up the creatures. So you're weak as shit. So if you get hit, the, the, the enemies will still try to attack you. So if you get hit, you're, you're usually gonna die. So you got to try to get the like your creature to defend you and like aggro the other monsters and shit it's kind of it's been a fun little challenge playing it That's what's up uh what else have i been playing through uh well, real quick on that thing I, I did see a cool video earlier where some dudes are taking the obviously pc mods they t- they're taking like groups of enemies and making them fight so they have oh, like yeah, yeah. 18 That's, uh... black knights versus 18 demons or like like soul of cinder versus like three-way match versus uh nameless king and gale and that shit's crazy man watching like the enemy ai fight each other is super super cool yeah it is like that's part of the cool part of the mod is just watching the enemies fight each other like the uh the elder gurus and the the fair and keep the this is like a little bit of spoilers for you, Seth, but it's not nothing major. But you can find the, there's these giant tree guys that are in the Farron Keep, and they're usually like they're tough for the player of the kill, you know. But they got these giant crabs you can catch a little bit earlier in the uh, in the same area. It's just a little bit earlier, and I caught one of the giant crabs, and I made it fight one of the giant elder gurus, and it, it freaking like to hit that freaking guru that giant crab did when normally you have to like i don't know it takes you like maybe 10 swings to kill this thing but what's a guru the big, the big goat sorcerer buddies basically okay so yeah that's what it's been cool it's been fucking cool and the, the guy you were talking about um i think his youtube is bonfire vn like he just does these freaking awesome videos like you said just like pitting the enemy ais against each other they're really freaking awesome i saw the one with like the 30 silver knights versus madeer and that was like fucking amazing oh man i still haven't killed that thing don't don't tell yeah we have to be careful because that hasn't started yet yeah he is well i mean we're saying things but he's not gonna know what any of this shit is yeah he doesn't know madeir is stop texting me people nope i don't uh but uh 
as far as that, what else have I been playing through? Uh, I've just been playing some more randomizers. Oh, oh I've been playing through uh, Majora's Mask 100%. I was thinking of doing a randomizer for it, but as I was going through Majora's Mask 100% to try to learn the game enough to do the randomizer for it, I started realizing just how much of a pain in the ass this randomizer was going to be. Just like, because that's the, it's got a kind of reputation for being really like, I don't know if it's like hard or tedious, but like people just say it's a pain in the ass. And I was kind of wanting to check it out for myself. And as I'm playing through Majora's Mask, trying to figure out all the different like schedules of all the different NPCs and all, like how to get the mask and through all the little side quests and shit. Like I can see how it can end up being like this micromanaging nightmare. And I'm like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that randomizer. And I've just been playing through Majora's Mask just casual now. I just decided to finish it casual. <laughs> so yeah Word. and i want to get a uh, age's calamity today but i didn't get a chance to go and get it so i'm probably going to get it tomorrow and i'm going to start playing that on stream nice. uh, hyrule warriors game so yeah y'all can look for that on my stream uh come check me out on uh i know i didn't plug my my twitch at the beginning but y'all can come check me out twitch.tv slash sirkalo s-i-r-k-a-y-l-o yeah i'm gonna be playing through like i said hyrule warriors age of calamity probably for like a while now on stream. That's probably going to be my, like my main game now. I want to go pick it up tomorrow. Dope. <clears throat> That's what's up, man. Word. That's what's up. Um, Jesse, what you begin into other than um, anything new since our last recording when we recorded together um, on your podcast, I which think... is Nerds the Podcast. Y'all can go check it out. Yeah, just search Nerds, N-E-R-D-S. The logo is either a yellow Game Boy or a like a yellow Sprite Game Boy photo or it's a group of like action figures. It's kind of annoying to find us sometimes on like some things. Um, Spotify's a, you got to scroll a lot. Uh, I got to find a way to like consolidate all those links. But um, so yeah, same. I've been playing a lot of Injustice Two, Ghost of Tsushima, and then I did pick up some new games for the fuck of it. I picked up uh, Sengoku Three, which is like a Final Fight style like beat 'em up samurai thing Neo Geo game, as well as Chaos Code New. Sign of Catastrophe, which is a 2D fighting game, anime fighter. Return of the Warriors. Ninja Saviors, I believe, is a 1987 side-scrolling ninja beat-em-up that got remade in the 90s and then a couple years ago got, like, remastered. And uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know why I bought it. Just bought it out of nowhere. And also, I was playing a lot of... Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, which is fucking great. It's probably the best Need for Speed game, in my opinion. It's way better than all these dice games they've been putting out lately. And the good thing is, in the 2021 or 2022, they're going to reboot the series again. But Criterion, who made Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, is going to come back and start making the Need for Speed games again. So that's super awesome. So playing mostly Injustice and Ghost of Tsushima, and then, you know, just random shit. You can catch me at twitch.tv slash the jester nine five four T H E J E S T E R nine five four. I usually stream stream pretty late at night, and um, I play random stuff. I don't play stuff at high level. I play like a lot of random fighting games and shit like that. And um, help me out. I'm almost at affiliate. I just need nineteen more followers. It's free. You don't have to do anything. But if you would like, give me a follow, and I mean, it's cool. I want to get affiliated and all, but I don't really need it because I'd rather boost the nerds, twitch.tv slash nerds, the podcast. 
account because that's the one that we predominantly that's the actual podcast one and a cool thing is aaron got invaded tonight by chase the bro oh yeah we both a, did we were playing oh, together damn. oh you both did nice yeah he got he got yeah. invaded by him so he's gonna be on uh the show yeah if you did too seth i, I assume you'll be on his show tomorrow when he uploads yeah so, yeah you'll um, see both of us uh we were shooting him he was running around i was hitting him with the lava oh, both bow. at the same time yeah yeah yeah. i was hitting oh, him with the lava bow and uh, we was in the poison world and he was just running around, and it just got to be tedious because he was just kind of running around in circles. So I just kind of ran at him with the hilt list, thought I might be able to catch him off guard, and he got me. And then uh, Aaron almost got him, and uh, he um, he got got he got plagued, <laughs> he got poisoned. So yeah, uh, yeah. Chase is a popular uh, Dark Souls. Uh, YouTuber, he does a lot of PvP. Like, like the dude is way too good at fucking Dark Souls Three PvP. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah so yeah, like you guys got. I didn't. Ha I had no idea you guys had gotten invaded by him while y'all were playing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's did. pretty neat. I told him, I'm like, yo, you better clip that. We need to like, we need to use every resource we have. So if you have a video of Chase the Bro killing you, um, we're about to <laughs> spam that shit. Like for real, I'm like, bro, clip it. And then I'm going to freaking like use, because one thing we don't do, because I, you know, we want, we all enjoy podcasting and shit, but especially Aaron and I, we don't do a lot of the extra work. We just record yeah, the highlights. Streams. Like that's something I've been like, doing. You well, do, do that really well, clipping. and we don't use like I keep telling him like, dude, hit up Keith, get get me the Instagram information because because Aaron's like, yeah, we don't ever fucking post, and I'm like, I want to change that. Like, send me the shit. I will sit. I will sit up at night and make little posts and questions and shit. So um, and like using the promotional tools, I was doing it with like my band and stuff. Like, fuck it, throw ten dollars in the promotional tool, and instead of reaching fifty people, reach. 5,000 people. Yeah. So if we have a video of Chase the Bro killing us, it's like, yeah. Hey, check out a video of one of the most famous Dark Souls players killing us. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just kind of afraid of people. I'm I'm scared of like people catching on to our show more so than they already have because I'm really scared of them going into the backlog and just hear like if we get any attention, we're fucked. <laughs> I'm going to get um, my ass is going to get us in so much trouble. But or you can't cancel us, but still, like, there's some shit, man. If we go, if you dig not even that far back, I've been listening to older episodes and they're funny, but there's some shit, man. Um, yeah, a lot. I listen to a lot of video game podcasts, and a lot of people are like, they're not, they're funny and they're having fun and they're with their friends, but they're kind of neutered. Um, we we talk about not to be like we're so different, but. We talk about so much ridiculous shit. Nobody even will broach on their podcast. Mm. So I'm a little nervous of like attention like that. Like we make fun of Carrick a lot on the show. And I'm like, dude, if one of his listeners for some reason hears our, us making fun of him and it sends it to him, that guy's going to like blacklist us. But then again, fuck you. You can't cancel us. I but, mean, um, that's something I really wouldn't worry about. I mean, if people like what you do, they're just going to like it. It is it is what it is. Like, that shit that... I don't, I don't typically try to talk shit about anybody too much just because, um, I don't know. It's just not a thing. It's, but, it's immature and it's kind of shitty to do that. <laughs> I guess. But, I mean, honestly, though, it, it could still be funny if, you, if you're funny. If you're good at it, you can, like, pick at things and stuff like that. It's comedy. So, I mean, like... 
a lot of comedy is observational humor of like pointing out things and having a different perspective on it. So, um, whatever. I mean, like, whatever. I mean, if that's, (laughs) I think all you'll do is like, first of all, nothing's really going to happen to you unless you're big. Now, once, once you do get big, the only thing you'll end up is probably end up on long, uh, a path like Colin. And uh, oh, yeah. I don't think he's doing that bad from what it seems. So Yeah, his career is completely different, though. That guy is my age. He's 36, and he's already uh, well, yeah, I mean, he started years in the business. Yeah, he started with IGN. He started all these things, but he's basically been blacklisted from a lot of that kind of... I mean, you've got to dance a certain tune to, to get in with a lot of these uh, gamer uh, types because they're very liberal-leaning. You know, and it, yeah. it's sad that it, it has to get to that where we got to get to politics on stuff. But like, I mean, like I said, uh, I think I said in a previous episode a while back that um, kind of funny games. I was listening to them and they had a whole issue where the an episode where they were talking about the presidential election and stuff like that. And basically said, you know, if you vote for Trump, you're not welcome on our show. You're not welcome to be part of this thing. If you support us, well, maybe not. Because uh, it's dumb. You should you shouldn't do that to people. Well, that's well. I mean, they're making a statement. They're making a hardline statement. That's how they feel. And like, look, for all intents and purposes, if that's how you feel, I respect that. That you that you're gonna say that. That's your feelings, and you're putting it out there instead of like wanting the money from all angles. I can respect that on a certain level. However, I also think it's pretty short sighted to just make that kind of. Um, blanket statement that anybody who votes for Trump is just evil bad man. Like, yeah, that's not, I don't believe that's true at all. I, I do think that like for all the bad that we always talk with Trump, I'm pretty positive. If you look at every single thing he's done objectively, there might actually be good things he's done too with the bad. You can't say that though. Cause orange yeah. man's bad. So yeah. Like, it's, it is what it's it all is. Optics. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what it is. And 20 years from now, we'll look back and be like, what the fuck did they do with, you know, like it's just going to be that whole cycle of things. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a Trump supporter by any means. And I didn't vote for him in this past election either. Like I, I don't, but my, you know, my parents do, you know, I know close people who have, and, um, they're not bad people. So, I yeah. mean, I don't know, like I, it's, it's weird when, when you try to, to, you, you know, it's funny, you, one side of liberalism is don't judge me for, for what I want to do or who I am. If I want pronouns of them, they, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, if you just say something about Trump in a positive light, you're bad. And then you're judging another person solely off of just some statement or something like that. And yeah. uh, it's 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 just, you know, hypocrisy in in, in, yeah. that, in that in that vein, you know. Even with the uh the dancing to the tune thing, like I remember a big problem not a big problem, but an issue that Colin faced Colin from Sacred Symbols PlayStation podcast, is uh he did a review of Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Yeah. And he gave it a six because he thought it was a six. And at the next big gaming convention, they realized that like he was going into a room to like get a sneak peek at the new castle. And Konami like had their dudes come up and be like, excuse me, sir, we're escorting you out. You're not allowed in here. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, what? And they're like, no, we don't fuck with you. You're not reviewing our games anymore. You can't come to our booth. We're like, they blacklisted him yeah. from Konami because he gave a truthful review and was like, dude, your game was a six. 
what do you what do you expect us to do yeah like give you fake shit and it's like yeah if you go look at GameSpot and all the other companies are like oh it's a nine even though i personally love lords of shadow i think that game's like a nine yeah but, yeah yeah so you gotta respect but, what people's opinions on it you know like mm -hmm. it's supposed to be objective journalism and of course it's about stupid stuff video games like it's not like about you know what's happening in Yemen or what's happening across the waters at a different country or something like that, or people's lives, you know, it's games, but at the same time, yeah. you know, we do look at those game reviews and we like to think that they're objectively honest about the game. And a lot of times they are, I think, uh, Jeff Grossman, I think is his name with a bomb giant bomb cast. I think he also got into some heat with, a. um, a video game publisher or company when he gave a bad review on something back before, I think it was before he did giant bomb cast. I think he was, I think he was with IGN or he was with another, um, another Bruce news source. Uh, it might've been them. It might, it might've been somebody along those lines. And it was a big thing that came out too, that, you know, he gave some game a review and got blasted on that as well. I don't, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with any of these people, Kev? Uh, not really. Not a lot of them. Uh, Colin Moriarty. Uh, I don't really was... follow too much of uh, the, the games journalism. I just read some of the articles I see. Yeah, you I know if they you. pop up, especially with IGN. Like I haven't really followed IGN much at all, mm. except for um, the only one I know is uh, just Greg because he's just he's like the big personality he was from yeah. IGN. Yeah, Greg Miller. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of broken. Yeah, there's that. a couple of names you hear a lot: Greg Miller, Jeremy Parrish, and shit like that. <clears throat> yeah, it's um. It, I don't follow it. I don't follow it in a sense like that either. Like when, because I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and that's the only really place that I actually like follow it at. Because before, like I never really paid much attention to podcasts before or like the um, the video stuff or whatever it was that Greg uh, Miller was doing with like Colin and all them back in the IGN days. It wasn't until I started listening to Kind of Funny and I haven't really been listening to him as much anymore. Uh, because it, it they they have started becoming a little more uh corporatized. And yeah, it's I listen to them, dude, and yeah, you can kind of tell like that they're getting a little bit uh, they're they're uh, they they got like a little more than a visitor's pass by now with the with the like with like you know Sony like sent them Playstations and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, which is it's a, it's all cool. Fine. Yeah, it's it's all cool, but I feel like if you listen to some of their earlier stuff, it felt a little more like a bunch of buddies doing this thing because they were taking a chance stepping out from IGN with the kind of funny, and uh, mm -hmm. built their own network, and that stuff felt a little more. I, I really liked what they were doing, and they really swung for it. I mean, they had nice setups, nice video shit. It's very respectable, and they still do, and they still are. And they even opened their platform to try and get other up and comers and helping them like join in with the kind of funny crew and, and do videos and stuff like that, which is nice, which is good. It's it's a good thing. I'm not trying to shit on them at all, but it just, it, I don't know. I think it's just with the political climate, they have allowed that to kind of start shaping the way that they, instead of it just feeling like a, a loose conversation, I don't know. 
Maybe I'm just putting stuff in there. I don't know. I've, uh, I mean, but... it's just they—they're they're definitely neutering themselves a bit. It's, it's kind of sterile. But then again, maybe they want it to be like family-friendly gaming podcast. Oh, it's but never it's like, been family-friendly. No... They talk about dicks and like shit like oh, that. Okay. That stuff still comes through. I mean, maybe not the daily report. I don't know if they're as dirty on that, but um, no, I listen they... to all the, the all the kind of funny and P.S. I love you XOXO. Yeah, and they're silly and shit, but it's a little like the one that's really bad and obviously is the official playstation podcast that podcast is terrible but that's because <laughs> it's a completely corporate podcast yeah, like, yeah. i don't even want to say what i think about it because I, i'm like i'm gonna be rude but yeah. man it, but then again it's literally a commercial it's it's official sony and it's podcast. gotta be for everybody it's gotta be family friendly you know it's gotta be yeah for but everybody. there's not any fucking 11 year olds listening to podcasts but then again i'm probably wrong about that yeah i don't know yeah i'm probably wrong there's probably like podcasts for younger kids but uh there's also yeah, that, like parents too that maybe like to listen to that stuff with the kids and don't like to have like and then my dick was out or yeah <laughs> you know, something like that you know and then my like, boner went soft when i was fucking her like <laughs> that's true like, that's did you ever funny. fuck a pie before i saw it in a movie once and i did it for real not as good not as good like, sorry, little Billy. I didn't know they were going to say that. I thought it was a video game podcast. Dog, I saw this meme today. It, was, it wasn't even a meme. It was like a little a little uh, text grab. It was so stupid. And it was somebody saying uh, on like a subreddit, like, hey, guys, I need help. Um, I was cooking last night. I was cooking chicken breasts last night. But then I got uh, clo I got food all over my pants. So I had to like, you know, take my pants off. And then I dropped the chicken breast and it hit my dick on the way down and i woke up this morning and my penis is swollen and somebody was like you fucked a chicken breast didn't you dog <laughs> like that whole elaborate story like well first i spilled tomato sauce on my pants and then, yeah, my pants off. And then i dropped story. it and it, it kind of touched my dick but my dick's swollen everyone was like this guy fucked a chicken breast dog. <laughs> i never thought of it though the texture is like fleshy yeah. now i'm thinking about it this is what you oh, get in gosh. a video game podcast. We talk about fucking chicken breasts. There you go. Yeah, maybe sometimes you gotta fuck a chicken breast. It's all good. Yeah. good, check, good check, check out Kalo on Zelda randomizers and don't <laughs> yeah. fuck chicken breasts. <laughs> That's still a joke, actually, oh. from the kind of funny days with Colin and then where they tell him to keep fucking that chicken. Because <laughs> Yeah, they do. They still say keep fucking that chicken. I'm always like, what's that from? Because I didn't know about kind of funny back then. Yeah, it's it's some bit I, I don't know exactly how it started, but um, yeah, uh, Kev, were you trying to say something? I'm sorry, man. I didn't want to cut you off, buddy. No, that's all right. I was just gonna make a joke saying hey, fucking a chicken breast is a good way to get salmonella in your dick. Yeah, I guess so, no. right? Salmonella no. dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get into what I've been playing then. Um, I actually do want to stop and talk about Resident Evil 1 for a little bit. Um, it was really cool going back to it. Uh, streamed it, I think I streamed it all for the most part. And, um, one thing I actually forgot. Kev, in the original, when you shot zombies down, did they get back up more aggressive later in the game? Or is that something for the remake? Get back up more aggressive? No, I don't remember that in the original. Okay. I, I didn't think so either. I, I remember from the original when I did the episode where I recorded the, uh, the story mode on Resident Evil. I don't remember that either. So... In the remake, there's a new function where you get a lighter at the start, right? I think 
because there's not really much to do with a lighter, but I think you get it at the start in the original two. So I guess they decided what would be a cool mechanic, which I, th- I actually I thought it was. I actually liked it in the remake. Was if you shoot down zombies, and and you leave, if you come back to that room just later in the game, they get back up and they chase you more aggressively. Like they're faster, they run for you, and um, they take you know a good bit of hits to put down. So you, what you could do is when you down a zombie, you can light them on fire, and burn the body, and that way they don't come back. Um, you need to find kerosene, and there's a bunch of kerosene stuff all throughout the mansion that you can refill, uh, like a little uh, canteen with uh, some fuel, and then you can light the body on fire. I actually thought that was an interesting mechanic. I kind of like that. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it in a Resident Evil since. It's the only one that played with it. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool because that game is really built on you going back to rooms, you know, kind of over and over and going all over the mansion. So yeah, I used, that's what I remember. Like when I was a kid, I remembered like going back to a hallway and the hallway being different. Or it's like, wait a minute, there were bodies on the floor. Now they're not there. Mm-hmm. And I used, I still gotta go. I gotta try. I really want to try to do the Resident Evil run. I told but you I'll like, hold your hand through it, buddy. I'll be there for you. I'll watch. Just, I'll get they're on the so mic. slow. They're, they're so not slow. That slow. They're not that slow. Get, get your ass in there and play the game. Especially not like two remake. Two remake and three, they're a little um there's a, especially three. There's a little more action to it. One is 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 a bit slower of a of a thing, but I mean honestly. Yeah, like I have one and I wanted I wanna do it, but and I've tried I've tried to start it multiple times and i just need to what i need to do is get in there and just stick with it and stop uh stop being a pussy just get in there and play great the first one was a really awesome game i did it with chris um it it was cool i did the remake which was i think originally came out for gamecube if i'm not mistaken right yes i have it you know what i'm gonna queue it to download on my system there you go, bud. Do it, man. I want to try it, you know? Jill, Jill Sandwich. Yeah, you stream it. I definitely would jump on with you. In fact, if you, put it, on, long, if you right? put it on after like, we record, I'll be with you for maybe the first, you know, maybe 20 minutes or so. We'll do it. We'll fucking do it. Um, uh, But Resident Evil see. 1's really good. Uh, I really enjoyed going back to it. I liked going through the mansion and just doing the puzzles. And the puzzles are way better and more interesting uh, than anything that's been in the series, I think, after that. Uh, I, well, I say of the remakes. I'm going to compare it to the remakes because I'm talking about one remake in comparison to the other, like, two and three remakes, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kev, what do you do? You remember playing one much at all? I played the original, and I played, like, the... Um, what was the one? Not the, the one that they released in two... Like, 2015 i think that's the remake the like the hd one like the mm-hmm. hd one that the like the touch-up that they released on like steam i played that one okay but yeah i haven't played it uh like re1 in like a while yeah yeah it was it was good going back to it i, I really enjoyed it it still had the tank controls so uh that's still still there and i actually <laughs> kind of liked it uh one thing i didn't i'm gonna say i didn't like it but I think I understand why they had it. There are certain parts where you, as you're going through a, like a room or through a hallway, you'll see the camera. There's a bunch of still shots. 
So you'll see the camera, boom, there, and you're walking. And once you reach a certain point, the camera shifts. And then it shows you a different, like, angle or something of the room as you're going, navigating through the room. What will end up happening, though, is if a zombie pops off or something pops up and, like, starts coming at you, if you start trying to run through and you're clipping through those different sections of a room, the cameras are shifting and so it can cause confusion on how you're running through where you can end up going running backwards and forwards and backwards again. And my thought is I wonder if they're trying to create the feeling of panic where like you're running around and don't know where you're going. So you're like kind of clipping in between it. But I don't know. I just it was just a little more like eh, I kind of wish it was just like a little better done than what this is. But I mean, if that's what they were going for, and that's the motif, it was there. Like, there were times where I, there was zombies and stuff coming at me, and I'm clipping in the camera, like, oh, fuck, and then, like, I'm getting bit, you know? So, well, yeah, the, you got to remember the tank controls come from the idea that on the original Well, it's not the tank controls. Not, the lost. tank controls is not what I'm actually go, uh, going against. I'm talking about the camera shifting in between rooms. Yeah, like oh, that's yeah. part of it. Like, because when the tank controls the way it is, when you plus in the original PlayStation controller, when you pressed up on the D pad, because it didn't have analog sticks, the original PlayStation controller didn't have analog sticks. It only had a D pad. And you pressed up, and that was the first controller that you had to play Resident Evil with. You oh, yeah, pressed up on the D pad, and up was always forward, no matter what direction you were facing. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so if you changed camera and you were suddenly facing a different direction, you would just automatically go in that direction. Yeah, yeah pre-rendered, pre painted backgrounds, basically. Yep. yep. But, I mean, I thought the game looked great. Um, I thought, um, for what it is, for the remake <clears throat> of it and everything like that, I thought it looked pretty great. Uh, I, I I really enjoyed it, and I kind of miss – I kind it made me kind of wish, like, two or three or something would have – three was never big on the puzzles like that. I think the original two was. Two remake has a few puzzles, but nothing – Nothing as intricate as what one has. One definitely yeah, has the more interesting puzzles. Yeah, one's really got the better puzzles and everything. It's more puzzle heavy. I think they wanted to add like more action into the other the the sequels and everything mm -hmm. as they went on. Because you can see the the two has I think two has got like the perfect mix of like action and like horror and like suspense and everything. <laughs> Three is a little bit more action in me, but it gets a pass because it's still a good game. It's still like a good one. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't know. They, I guess they decided to kind of like. Well, three also has the nemesis deal. And that that's yeah. also kind of like a scary motif with it. Like just this thing coming to chase you through. Not so yeah. much in the remake. It, it's kind of changed that a bit. But in the original three, he would definitely pop in on you a lot of different points. And, yeah, that's uh, what saved a lot of the um, the kind of the action you feel of it because you're running around the city and you're you know you're shooting zombies and stuff. But then the thing that saves it is the fact that Nemesis is the one thing chasing you. He's like this unstoppable fucking thing. Like the only yeah. thing you can do is kind of down him, and then to down him, you end up having to waste a lot of your ammo. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say waste, but like sacrifice a lot of your ammo. Yeah, because it's not exactly a waste. They do reward you for downing him. Yeah. Like, if you continually down him, you will get, like, new weapons all throughout. So it's... Yeah, you get, like, secret shit for downing him and everything, yeah. It's kind of something I wish would would they would have did something like that in 3 Remake. Because you can down him and you can get stuff, but you don't really get anything that 
special. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of it depends if you want like the really powerful guns in the game, like you um, you know, like the shotgun and like the the handgun and everything. Well, you talking about? So, well, I'm saying is the remake doesn't really yeah. do that though. Oh, the remake. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the original. Oh no, 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 the original. Yeah, you get the more powerful versions of the weapons. You're right. The remake. I think you get. I think if you down on the first time. I think you do get maybe a sight or, or like, I think you get something fairly unique. If you down them again, you get shotgun shells. <laughs> That's what happened the second time I downed them. I think I downed them three times in my last playthrough on the remake. And um, I, uh, I got shotgun shells. And then the third time, I don't think anything came out. I was like, all right, I guess we're done here. Wow. <laughs> That see, you see, that's I still haven't played the three remake yet, and I kind of feel like it's because when I hear it's good, but it feels like it's lacking. Yeah, that's 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 the best way to put it. It's good, it's lacking, but it's good. It's 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 a fun. I really enjoy going back to it, and it's a nice short like I'm done in a weekend type thing, you know. Yeah. It's just yeah, but anyway. Um, I guess more to the uh, matter here is the PS5. Is I'm the only one here that I believe has gotten one. And um, I've been going through Demon Souls. In fact, I've been doing a lot of streaming, and I've been playing along with Aaron a bit. I've been joining him in a lot of his uh, battles and stuff. And um, I've been hooking him up with some weapons and shit because I've been because he's been doing he's been building to get White World tendency which I've been kind of showing him how to do that and, and I even helped him in doing that in some areas. And I've been turning my character dark, doing dark world tendency shit. And, uh, so you can both play together with different tendencies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like it, the, the tendency is tied to... The world tendency is di- tied to your deaths, basically. Uh, so, for instance, if you got white world tendency... That means uh, you've been killing bosses and you haven't died in human form in those worlds. Okay? If you have black world tendency, you've been dying in human form in those worlds. Okay? Mm -hmm. White world tendency makes the game easier. Um, You do more damage. Enemies do less damage. And uh, secret areas open up. I say areas, more like an in-area opens up. So, like in the first one, I think it's Meralda, the Executioner. I want to say his name. Uh, she's a badass chick with a fucking axe. And uh, she'll come out of a room and start trying to fuck you up. Uh, and Dark World Tendency, like, their, their health is way up there. They take a lot of damage. Like, um... I think Selena is the name in World 5. Uh, me and Aaron actually just got done. Uh, I had him jump on in my world and help me with it, which actually he ended up not helping me with it because he, he died. So I just went and soloed it, and I actually was able to kill her. <laughs> nice. But um, Selena, like, we were doing it originally, and um, one of the times we did it and we died, like, I backstabbed her, did f- over 500 damage with a backstab, and it was like one fourth of her health. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just like she's got a lot of health. And so but this is the thing. If you fight their their like black phantom versions in Dark World Tendency like that, if you fight them like that, you get weapons from them. If Ooh. you talk and interact with them in White World Tendency, uh, I think you just get like armor or maybe some items from them. 
So is there a way to get both? Yeah, you could just go to you could do like I went Dark World. I can go and do White World Tendency, but the only problem is this is the problem with the game, in my opinion. I'm gonna have to do a new game plus, right? Because I kind of messed my my run up. Uh, the best way to do it would be to kill yourself a bunch of times in uh, in the Nexus. Oh no, I'm sorry. Kill yourself in the world till you get dark. Okay. Once you get dark, go do the dark world stuff. Then go and fight the bosses, and that will turn your world back to positive. And then you can do the white world experience. Because, like, you're killing black phantoms of them in dark world tendency. If you go to white world, you get to interact with their human versions, the human versions of them. So they're, like, you know, still there. So you could do both in one playthrough. It's just, it's harder to get white world tendency because, like, you only got one shot to kill bosses. After the bosses are dead, I think, I think, like, if you, um, if you sit around in a human form and get invaded and you fight off invaders, that will also help shift your world to white world, uh, tendency. But, I, but it, it actually shifts your character more to white world than I think the actual world itself. I'm not too certain about how that's weighted. I know for sure, like if I invade someone's world and kill them, my character gets black world, gets black tendency. It goes dark. Because that's how I was able to do those assassination missions. I killed everybody in my Nexus, except for um, except for a girl who levels me up, Stockpile Thomas, and the blacksmith there. They're like the only three dudes okay. I didn't kill. Everybody else I fucking killed because I did the other side quest. I was curious. I wanted to do it. It was the, uh, cause I didn't do it my last time when I played on the PlayStation three. Um, um, uh, it's that chick. I, I'll never say her name. Right. Um, Mephistopheles. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she came out cause she'll only appear in your nexus. If your character is full black world tendency. Once it's full black world, she'll pop up. But you also got to kill Yurt as well. You have to kill Yurt first, then get your character black world, and then go in the Nexus, and she's chilling in there. You you, you got to go find her. And she'll be like, hey, why don't you, uh, you know, kill these people for me, and uh, I'll pay you, you know? So what she does, and it's actually kind of a valuable thing to do. Because she'll give you some ephemeral eye stones, which turn you human. She'll give you like two of those for two assassinations. The next two assassinations, she'll give you colorless demon souls. Those are valuable. Those, yeah, those are upgrade weapons, right? Or upgradable yes. upgrade items. Yes. The upgrade item, very unique upgrade items for unique weapons. So um, doing that mission gives you two of them. And then once you kill everybody with her, she'll um, she'll give you the foe ring. The foe ring is if you're a black phantom, if you're invading somebody, you get a twenty percent damage boost to all weapons and magic and oh, everything. Snap. Nice. So it's like weapons, magic, everything, twenty percent increase on it all. And there's another way if you get all white world tendency. You can talk to uh, somebody 
in the Nexus. Uh, I forget what it is. Uh, what's the little dude that you go talk to that the the chick, um, the maiden in black has you go talk to basically at the beginning. The, of the Monumental? Game. The Monumental. That's what I was thinking of, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go talk to him again later with Pure White World, he gives you the ally ring. The ally ring boosts your damage from weapons and all that stuff when you're a blue phantom, when you're helping people. You get a attack boost by 20%. Nice. So uh, I just need to get my world. Uh, I need to get my character white world tendency and do that. But the problem with that is I basically got to wait to get invaded a bunch of times and then win those invasions as well, which I think it's only like two. If you just win two of them, you'll get it. So it's, you, it's you not. Can't do the, you can't do like password matching and just have like Aaron invade you? Yeah, you should be able to. Yeah, you should be able to cheese it that way. You're right. You're right. You're right. I say cheese. It's not really cheesing it, but it's just a different way to do it. Yeah. I can have Aaron invade. No, that's me. straight up cheating, but still, fuck it. Well, I mean, the, the tendency shit, is, this is the problem I have with the tendency <clears throat> shit because it's so. You have so little control with it. Like, I like the concept of it, right? Where it's like almost like a punishment for losing and like a reward for winning. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like it's not, I th I wish it, it didn't take as long. Like there was like one world I killed myself like four times as a human. And then it finally became black world. It's like, fuck dude. Like I'm wasting all this shit just to get to yeah. see what the black world tendency is. You know, like I, I, there, there's got to be a better way to do that so that people can experience it. I get maybe like, well, we don't really want you to experience it on your first playthrough. We want you to like be able to experience this stuff over multiple playthroughs. I guess I kind of get that. But at the same time, like still in all, like there's, there's got to be a better way of doing it. The way that you tied it to this shit, it's just I'm running around killing myself a bunch of times to, to activate this thing. And like, so the dark world stuff's easy. It's easy to do. I just got to kill myself a bunch of times in human form. The white world yeah. though, that's tougher. Cause if you're tying it to boss battles, I only got three of those in a world. Once I do them, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> so I think sometimes on occasion, depending on the online, what's happening online, you might have a white world tendency just by chance. That does happen as well, from my understanding, but I haven't really ever seen it. So, true. Um, but yeah, so that's been pretty good. I, the assassination missions were kind of fun, uh, but they were all fairly easy if you parry and fucking stab them. I got a fatal dagger, so fatal secret dagger, and that one it's like high damage on parry strikes or backstabs. So it does like an insane amount. Like it's it's weak as fuck if I'm just slashing with it, because it, yeah. it it doesn't really build up strength at all. But get a backstab, it's over. Like I yeah, think I would just keep that as a secondary weapon. So if you do if you do stat, like parry someone, switch your weapon and then use that one. Yep, that's basically what I do for the most part. Um, that's how I've been running my character. And uh, cause I, and I also used a boss soul. It got like a lava, um, a lava bow. So now like every arrow I have, like it just gets set on fire and shoots, which is pretty nice. pretty dope. And fire is way strong in this game. Like fire is really good. There's not really many elements to use in this game. You got fire and magic. 
I think that's about it. Like there's, there's no, no lightning. Yeah, there's no lightning in, in Demon Souls. Uh, hmm. Is that right, Kev? I'm pretty sure that's right. Right. Yeah. In Demon Souls, I don't think there's any lightning. I don't think there's any like dark. There's no, not a lot of that shit. You, poison. You you got. No. No, no, no. Like everything is just magic in Demon Souls. There's no, there's no, there's no like miracles. Yes. There's no pyromancies. What even, is even fire spell? magic? Yeah, there is fire yeah. magic and stuff, but it's all under like magic. And yeah, like it's you, all magic. It's all just. It's yeah. all what you would call in Dark Souls sorceries. There's no pyromancies. There's no like. Uh, well, there is like, like a white and a. There's a white and a black magic. There's a separation yeah. between those two. You could do white right. magic, which is like healing and like defensive type stuff, like stat boosting. Or there's black magic, which is like attacks, which are fire attacks are in there, as well as like light arrow, like soul arrows and all that stuff. It's a little more simplified. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess they didn't come up with the whole idea of like lightning miracles and like all that stuff yet. Yeah. So, like, there's no lightning element. There's a, there is poison. There's poison and plague. So those are two things that they do have: poison, plague, fire, and magic. Basically, that's that's it. Okay. So, um, but uh, shit, Demon Souls has been fun to go back to. It's been real good. I'm almost at the end. I gotta finish up World Five, and um, then I gotta go kill the Penetrator. And um, yeah, I killed the the Red Dragon. And nice. I went in to kill the blue dragon, got him down to like one more hit, one speck of health. And then he just jumped in the air and flew away. And oh, bummer. He never came back. <clears throat> He's a fucking asshole. I spent How'd you a, kill the red one with the arrows, just shooting him in the yeah, face? Mm -hmm, yeah, I, I stood on one of the towers, and has, he, he'll, like, come fly down and burn up people and then fly up, and you can kind of hit him with about two arrows right there like that. And I just yeah, kind of shot I would him. just line it up. I would just line it up, and then I could just – I could do it without looking because I knew, like, it was, like, the same time. It was, like, every, like, seven seconds, like, shoot, shoot, and then wait. And fuck, I did it. When I did it, it, it took forever. I just used regular shitty wooden arrows. It took like a couple hundred to yeah. kill that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I, the blue dragon, I had to get basically in his ass. And because he sits up on that platform mm -hmm. and he'll swing his tail and attack you with his tail. That's all he really does. But if you go right up in his ass, right there against that rock that's jutted upwards to where like you can't get up there with the where it's the platform where the dragon is, when he swings his tail to attack you, you can do a physical attack and you can actually slice him twice with certain types of weapons. Nice. So um, I was able to kind of nick him away with some physical attacks and some arrows, and right when I was about to kill him, he flew away like a Bummer. fucking jerk. I mean, can you kill him, or does he always fly he away? He can, I but I was I out of I arrows. I tried killing him, he flew away. Mm, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, like, he had a speck of health, but I was out of arrows. So when he started getting up, I could have probably aimed and shot at him and killed him, but he flew away. So I don't know. But um, I wasn't able to kill him, but I killed the other red dragon, and then I killed Bjor, which is fine because uh, he's not going to come in and save me from the dragon because the dragon's dead. So he's dead. True. <sighs> Um, 
But yeah, I've done did everything. You, um, did you hear about the the secret door to get yes. the penetrator's armor? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Um, you gotta use a rusted gold coin and you get his armor set. It's pretty neat. Well, I heard you got to get a couple coins, and you can only get it from doing the white and black world tendency stuff. And you get like the Aaron was telling me you need like twenty coins, and then you can oh, get it. Then you give it over to uh, the crow, and the crow then gives you the key. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I just read a small one sentence thing. I didn't look at the, all. All I heard, all I, I thought it was just simple as go by the door, use a use a rusted gold coin, and then boom, it's free. But I guess. That would no, be too you got You got to get a coin, whatever coin it is. I guess maybe the rusted gold coin there, and then you got to bring it over to the crow in world four, uh, four one, and then give him the give them the coin. They give you the key, and you can open the door. And there you go. So, Word. Uh, the last thing I'll mention is because I didn't play too much into it, so I'm not going to get too deep. But I did get the special edition of Devil May Cry. And uh, I have been playing around with Virgil. Virgil's pretty nice. And I played a legendary Dark Knight mode. And it's pretty fun. Like, they give you a shit ton of enemies to fight. They jump you. And it's kind of something I kind of really wanted from the game. I wanted the thing of being jumped and having a bunch of enemies and just, like, going in and getting that triple S rating. And um, they did it. And it goes pretty smooth. You know, PS5 is supposed to be able to handle a lot of those, you know, a lot of enemies populating. Because I'd say, like, I remember doing that with Devil May Cry 4. And I remember, like, you can see the drop in frame rate and stuff like that and things stutter. And in this one, you don't get none of that. So, mm. that's pretty Okay. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty awesome. I mean, I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick it up. And then I forgot. It's PS5, so I don't get to play it with Virgil. Nope. But I don't know if I mind. I don't. I don't think I mind very much. I still. I beat it once. I don't think I'm gonna go back. Maybe eventually. Yeah. Like I think we've talked about it before a million times. Just I think what it is is that it's a. Uh, it just it's a little too isolated. It just feels like, but a lot of Devil May Cry games are like that, man. Like where they feel. Well, I would say five. Not so much four, but yeah, five itself is just so isolated. It's just like one night and it just feels so short, but I don't know. I'm also not as good as like at the combat as you are. Mm -hmm. I've never been that good at the combat. I kind of mash around. Mm -hmm. That's why I liked uh, DMC, which is my favorite. DMC to me by far is the best of all of them. Yeah, I would agree with you, man. Uh, as far as the combat and stuff goes, for sure. I mean, Devil May Cry 3 will always be my go-to favorite, I guess, when I think back on the series. But DMC, I definitely think, was a really solid addition that I don't think any of the Devil May Cry's really were yeah. able to touch. Everything people hated about it, I fucking love about it. I love the character design. I love the whole edgy shit and freaking Virgil's basically anonymous. And then they have this witch girl like oh, it was so fucking great I, I wish I can go back and play it for the first time again but yeah. Jesse my anime <laughs> <laughs> it's okay you can have your wall scrolls and also a meth addiction at the same time yeah there you go <laughs> right <laughs> who says you can't watch anime while being addicted to PCP don't worry about it 
Sure. Right. I like loved it though, man. Just super awesome. The Slurm Factory, the the what's that guy's name? The Bill O'Reilly boss fight. Yeah, man. Table awesome. and when she pulls her ponytail back, she also like pulls the skin back on her face because she's like a fucking demon inside of a human. It's just wonderful. God bless them for doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I might go back to that game after some time. Yeah, I never know. I actually been meaning to play Resident Evil Four. I have that downloaded on the PlayStation Five as well as um, Dark Souls Three. So uh, those definitely seem to be the next on the list. I think. You I'm have Fire play. Fades Edition. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go ahead and get to yeah. Let's get to the topic at hand, I guess, and uh, we'll go ahead and move into we we're gonna talk a little bit about the game of the year, and I think that's kind of a good way to segue into the other topic of like what kind of game can we expect, or what we would like to see that could push the PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series X, you know, like push that stuff. To the next level. Is that the is that the only card category you wanted to talk about for the? Yeah, because I got a game to go with it, and then we could get into the game of the year. I mean, okay. we could we could branch off from other stuff if you like, but that's the only thing I really grabbed. I mean, it's kind of depressing to see that. Like, I think three times the Game Awards have given Best Fighting Game to Super Smash Brothers. So you know, that's not. Have they really done that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's what it's what the people vote for, so whatever, you know. But yeah, you know, fuck you, is. Jeff Keighley. Yeah, that's disrespectful as all fuck, bro. I mean, ugh, whatever. I don't even want to think. Of, bleh, that makes me upset. <laughs> all fuck right, those people, bro. Game, uh, game of the year. So this year, I you the- know that uh, Smash Bros is not even in the running this year. This well, year, they're running for best fighting games. It's only for best games fight- when they come out, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the the running the games just so y'all know the games in the running for best fighting game this year are Grand Blue Fantasy versus, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, One Punch Man A Hero Needs Nobody. No, uh, I have no idea why they even put that on the list. That game is and, a piece uh, of garbage. Not to be rude about the game, it's just it's a bad game. Well, I think it's the people. It's I think game. if my understanding goes, everybody can nominate. Everybody nominates for the games to go in, and then no, the nominate that game. That's bullshit. They the, bought their way into that. Yeah. That game is is a it's a bad game. And I mean that like objectively. Oh no, everything is subjective. But it's a trash game. Like it doesn't play well. It's a trash arena fighter. It's not. I mean, you don't even play as Saitama. You make up your own crappy little character, and then. I don't know that, but I, I guess I gotta concede because if you, if people can write in submissions, all right. Because yeah. One Punch Man is pretty cool. Not gonna lie, the, yeah. the actual IP itself is pre- pretty neat. Though. Yeah, I'm assuming that's how it got up there. Also, maybe there just weren't that as much. But Under Night in Birth EXE EXE latest clear. Yes, that game is the shit, bro. That's on there. That game as is well. very good. <laughs> it's yes, a very it. good video game. Yeah, Kev, I'm looking at the site as well. So, yeah, like you said, Grand Blue Fantasy, Mortal Kombat 11, Ultimate, Street Fighter Five, Champion Edition, and then the other two. Yeah. I mean, so I, I will always give it to Street Fighter because Street Fighter is the truth, the light, the way. It is just Street Fighter really is. It's Street Fighter. But for all intents and purposes, 
it's Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 11 probably should win it. Um, I would still say Street Fighter 5 Championship Edition, but Mortal Kombat 11 is an awesome fucking game, and it is a lot more accessible for people. I really want to say Street Fighter, and to me, it will always be Street Fighter, but for my little bit I know about fighting games, uh, it's Mortal Kombat 11. That better take it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that one. I'm not uh, down with like people writing in and everyone casting a vote. I think you need a panel of people who know what they're talking about. Well, that's what they're doing. So uh, the nominations are everybody. But then who actually wins is a panel of people from a lot of game sites and stuff like that. From like, oh, know, okay. like, like so, so they narrow it down to that for who actually the voting for who actually wins is isolated to like a select number of people from that are in the industry, basically. Oh, okay. That's good. Then. So, yeah. Um, Kev, game of the year. So these are the couple ones that they got. And I'll spin us off into a game where I'll have y'all guess who won game of the year for the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah. So um, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing, The Last of Us Part Two. Ugh, Last of Us will probably take it, but I think for me, it's Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, yeah. I think... Good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's Ghost too. I agree with you. Ghost is just such a fun game. It's like... It's not just fun, but the story is really great. It's really well written. It's really well directed. Like, the art direction, the sound direction all comes together really well. Um, in, the, in the game. And then it's... It's got a nice mix of genres that you don't really feel fine. Like a lot of people say it feels like Assassin's Creed and it kind of does a little bit like doing like some elements, but then other parts, it kind of feels more like an open world action game and, and kind of like almost kind of like Breath of the Wild where you're exploring the world and you're going around. And yeah, you're, but like, Assassin's Creed games are open world action games now. Yeah. Yeah, they are now like like Valhalla and like Odyssey and like all that shit. They are now pretty much. But, like, the old school Assassin's Creed games where you were, like, in, like, I don't know, London or whatever the fuck, like, in like in Syndicate. Like, that's what I was kind of... Because that's, like, the last Assassin's Creed I played was, like, Syndicate. So okay. I haven't really played any new ones. But, yeah. So, Sushi, Ghost of Tsushima is, like, the, the best game this year for me. Like... Yeah, I'm gonna, I would say Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, there's a couple of things that we have to deal with. We have to deal with the fact that Animal Crossing exists and that's a major problem because <laughs> that can easily take the, the spot because I think it's yeah, like Animal one of the Crossing, fastest selling games like ever yeah. for Nintendo or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I think Animal Crossing, like I'm not trying to like throw shade at Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing is a great series. If you're into those kind of farm sims, I used I to like, I like, playing sure. Rune, I like playing Rune Factoring, like Harvest Moon too, but I never got into Animal Crossing. But I think Animal Crossing got carried heavy by the by the pandemic this year. Well, it was the whole Animal Crossing. I mean, it's pretty heavy list because then you got Animal Crossing, you got Doom Eternal, and Doom Eternal did amazing. I mean, Animal Crossing and Doom had a had a basically a co op launch together. Like, yeah, they did. Like people, people were making all the music. Yeah, yeah, they even did cross promotion with each other, and uh, I mean, the problem is is we have we have Animal Crossing, and then. 
We got Doom in there, right? I think Doom's gonna waste a lot of votes that need to go to like Tsushima. But yeah, you know, then we've got The Last of Us and we've got that whole issue of like The Last of Us is kind of it's buried, it's it's drowning in the in the social climate stuff. So people aren't even looking at how good the game is. It's just like I like it because of the social stuff and like other people are like, I don't like it because of the social justice stuff. So then that's a big thing. Like, does it win? Does it not win? I personally don't care. I don't really care for the game. I don't know why. I don't like the first one. It's I would, a good game. Uh, speaking of somebody who's played everything on here, but Animal Crossing and Ghost of Tsushima, I would probably give it to Ghost. Ghost or Doom Eternal are the two that I would probably give it to. Um, Final Fantasy VII great remake. It's so funny. It's so funny how we just ignore it. Yeah. Final Fantasy 7, great remake. Um I'm glad it's nominated. I don't know I don't know if it should get it. Um I don't feel like it win partly because it's just like what like the first like 10 hours of like the first disc of the game and it's still pretty it, a lot of the story is the same i mean the, the graphics are updated the combat is amazing like the game had a lot of good shit yeah but you know, like yeah. it deserves to be in like well up that's there, the... it's definitely one of the biggest games of the year yeah it's definitely one of the biggest it deserves to be yeah. up there but i don't yeah. think it really it, deserves to win. it deserves to be on the list but yeah. I don't think it needs to win. Yeah, that's the point I'm going to make. So it's a it's it's an idea that's basically redone. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I'm getting an echo. Jesse, are yeah, you? I'm hearing it too. It's not a. I keep trying to mute my mute and see. It ain't coming from my end because there's I, I nothing. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, Mr. Kalo Blaze. Something's going on because he just muted and it went away. So, oh, okay. Hold on. Let me see. Yeah. How long have you guys been getting echo? It's been on and off. And I, I think, don't know. Yeah, I think and I didn't really address it because the echo was really not too bad. It's not it's not nothing that's really damaging, but and I'm, it's gone right now. I'm not even hearing it. So yeah. it sounded good now, but I think it's because you were muting yourself for a while, Kev. And I wonder if that's why I wasn't hearing it. And then whenever you would unmute and we'd all talk, it would hit and I'd hear it. I think what it is is I had my gain up. My, I turn my gain up a little bit for when I'm streaming and people can hear me over the game. And then uh, I turn it down for when I podcast with y'all and I didn't turn it down just now because this mic is really now. sensitive and I think it was picking up y'all's voices coming from my TV. Uh, that's what's happening. Yep. Okay, yeah, it, Man, it, no sounded, it sounded better now. Okay, anyways, like I was saying, Doom Eternal, I'll say that Doom Eternal pushed the envelope for shooting, for especially for its type of shooting. Right. Yeah. Um, it's completely like I've never seen first person shooter with such strategy involved with it. It's very interesting. Um, and they even added a lot of story to it. It's you know, it's yes. not a retread of anything and it's very good gameplay. Um, yeah, like even like the like a lot of people were complaining about the platforming, but I think for like an FPS, I thought the platforming was pretty on point. It was yeah. fun, it was fast. Yeah. Like the enemies, but like you said, it was very strategic and how you fight them. Because like you're constantly moving and you're like hitting weak points and like doing like um, executions and shit to try to get rid of enemies. Like it's a really fun gameplay loop. Like it's a really fun addicting gameplay loop that they created yeah. with the with the game. And then you add on top of it the fucking killer soundtrack. Yes, Mick Gordon. Yeah, freaking did an awesome job on the fucking soundtrack again. Yeah, 
in a great lore, like a great expansion of the lore, I feel yeah. like. So, yeah. yeah, like I really feel like Doom is definitely like the best FPS this year. Yeah, and I think it deserves to be up there, which it is. And I think I wouldn't be mad at it if it wins. Either that or Ghost. And I'm going to say Ghost because this is the thing about The Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2 was great. The story, I thought, was great. The gameplay was great, but also the gameplay, it was the same thing as the first one. They they didn't really change or push anything too different. They added, like, there were dogs that would sniff you out, which was a little different to deal with, but it wasn't that often, and it wasn't really that big of a game change. It was really just the same game with a whole new, like, story and stuff to it. And I'm not mad at that. I mean, it's fine. And it was great for what it is, but I think if you're going to give a game of the year, it should be something that's like new, something that's trying different things, something that's, you know, and Ghost, I hear a lot of great things about, even if I didn't play it. I hear okay. a lot of different ways that they've changed. Like a lot of people seem to love the way to be led to a mission. It's not like just look at a map and then there's a little HUD thing oh no it's like you deal with these like foxes or whatever and these foxes will like or the wind actually will blow in directions that you go yeah i'm not gonna front that shit is in it it was a genius idea and it's 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 awesome you don't need to like a lot of games you're constantly staring at your map and this one like so all right so i have ideas about ghosts because like i've been playing it a lot um so I don't want to cut you off before I get on like a little ghost rant. Oh yeah, no, 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 that's cool. Uh, the only thing I was saying is I've heard a lot of great things about Ghost and why I, from things I've heard and it just being a new IP and everything, I would really push for Ghost to be the the winner. And um, if not Ghost, I'd say Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal's really done some shit to change the formula, and. Um, either one of those would be great to see uh take it my personal opinion okay um so i'm 100% on ghost of tsushima it's it's shaping up i th- pretty much probably to be my game of the year uh in general now i love it because it's basically assassin's creed and this is like a weird way to put it i heard the echo for a second um and i love it because it's so shallow and people are like, what? I'm like, no, this, this game is actually extremely shallow. And that's what basically is collecting shit. Like you, you either, you, you follow the wind, you go on missions, you collect whatever, you do little missions. It's cool. The combat is, the com- I love the combat. The combat is very simple. But then again, that's subjective because to Aaron, the combat's hard. He's like, oh, the uh, the one-on-one legendary fights are so hard. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's just a one-on-one fight with a dude. I just killed him right away. And like the parrying and the deflecting, I find it to be super simple, but maybe I'm just used to it. You know, there's only, only well, four. Go ahead. What difficulty are you playing on? I play everything standard. I don't need to crank difficulty. I just I play it standard. I know I could probably yeah, put it to hard. If you if you play on hard, you can it, the the fights get more interesting. Like you can kind of hack your way through them. I think on normal. I haven't played on normal, but I've been playing on hard. Like through my my entire playthrough, run through, and the legendary fights, like the one on one fights, you do have to think about what you're doing and like yeah. there's actually strategy <laughs> and shit that you have to do. It. You can't just kind of button mash your way through it. 
Yeah, because I don't. Like, whenever I fight anything, I mostly just stand there and and I react to what they're doing. I either dodge or I deflect. And there's only four enemy types. There's only sword guy, sh- uh, shield guy, spear guy, brute guy. And then there's two to three var- variations of each one. And you have a stance switch to specify which one you're fighting. And it kind of slows down time when you're sw- stance switching. So... I personally really enjoy it. I can walk into a group of like 20 dudes and like take them out and like really? collecting. I mean, I'm not playing it on hard though. Cause I don't, I, I'm going to play the game standard. Like I don't, if I'm sure if I put it on hard, it's going to be hard. I'm not, I don't play games to stress myself out unless I'm playing dark souls, but even still with dark souls, I don't go into new game plus. I don't fuck with it. Cause I don't care enough. I, I mean, I want to play the game, but I'm just going to new game it. Uh, but when you really break down Sushma, it's really great storytelling. That's my favorite part is the storytelling. When you go into small missions, it starts it off with a little title card for the mission. You do the mission and it ends the title card and the title card drifts away. Yeah. Kind of like, like Avengers kind of dust shit. And it's really nice to isolate these small stories and each story has a morality clause to it. And it's like a little proverb and it's great for it's a pretty great storytelling tool and it's really fun uh but you're basically just going on fetch quests or you're defeating encampments it's just assassin's creed but the thing is i fucking love that shit i love going up to a camp and there's like 30 dudes in here and i'm like all right i'm gonna do this without anybody seeing me i'm like oh, i fucked up that guy saw me i could just fight everybody and mow them down but i go no restart mission i want to sneak around so that's why I do like it. I don't think it's reinventing the wheel. It did implement some cool stuff like the wind mechanic. And, you know, like the foxes aren't that special. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the foxes. Just every now and then you'll see a dog, a crying dog, fucking fox. And you follow it and it takes you to a little shrine and you pray at the shrine. But it also has like the haiku stuff, which I really love the haikus. That's like one of my favorite things is you can write haikus and stuff and it names the piece of gear it gives you after the haiku that you choose to craft. And there's a uh, little hot springs and shit. But uh, I actually think it's a fairly shallow experience, but I like that about it because that's why I was able to spend 250 hours in Assassin's Creed Origins. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, I like exploring a vast world and then kind of just like going into an encampment and killing a bunch of dudes. Um but that being said, I don't want to like say the game. I'm not trying to like talk shit on the game. It really is worth it. Like even when I went to go buy it, I waited till the DLC to come out, which is amazing on its own and it's fucking free. And the game was on sale for like 40 bucks and I was like, "No, I went to GameStop and I'm like, "Give me a copy for 60. I'm going to pay them what they I'm going to pay them what they're owed. Like they're owed the full price. I'm going to pay full price for it." That's why I'm broke also cuz I do stupid shit like that. <laughs> but um but yeah, I don't regret purchasing it. I mean, I would have, I'd give them another 20 if I could. So definitely go to Tsushima. Um, Last of Us may take it. And fucking Animal Crossing, bro. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. God I don't damn know. it. Yeah. God damn yeah. it. That's right. God I damn agree it. with everything you, you, you said there, Jesse. And they, like, it's funny to me because a lot of the stuff you're, you're talking about, like, I agree with it. But then I feel like I had a little bit of a different experience playing on hard and that I, you, like depending on situations and like where I was going into, I would switch up my gear a lot because you, as you go through the game, you find all the different special gears and shit, and you can get pretty over fucking powered. Like, yeah. like I can say that's one strike against the game is that if 
if I wasn't playing on hard and I knew I was playing on normal, I could probably just steamroll over fucking everything and it wouldn't be any challenge at all. There wouldn't be any anything and because you get pretty strong. Yeah. But because I'm playing on hard, it feels a bit more balanced and I feel like oh wait and you can change different difficulty. like builds well, i want to call them they're like and they're not like complicated builds but i would try like you know kujaro's armor with like some with like different shit and different talismans that you would get from the different shrines and everything yeah. and i've had a lot of fun like figuring that out and like figuring out like what style like i want to fight with best and then you got you do have the different stances for yeah. the different people the different um like you said the different enemies and there's a couple of different variations of them you know and they get harder of course as you go on and everything uh one of the things that i've always found i found like the hardest thing to do um uh, is you walk up to the camp when you want to like challenge you can challenge the camp and you can just walk up to it and they have that little mini game that quick draw yeah. When you get towards the end of the game and you start fighting the guys in yellow, it's the same enemy types, but their reaction speed is so fucking fast and the timing window is so fucking small, it's really hard to fucking get the timing of the, the quick draw. I was hoping but you don't have to do the quick draw if you don't want to. Yeah. I was hoping it'd get yeah, like not to be like I'm so good at video games, but like I was hoping they were gonna get a little tougher because right now there's there's just that's just three free kills right now. Um yeah. But also, I forgot, this is a game where you could change the difficulty on the fly and it doesn't affect your trophies, right? Yeah, you can. You can oh, totally do that. So the next time I play, I'm just going to put it on hard and try out. I'm, I'll probably find myself a camp and see if I'm talking shit. Because, like, cause yeah, you can get pretty overpowered. And uh, I did know that – I did read that with the update, Legends update or whatever, uh, they they put in something where you can now have loadouts, gear loadouts instead of manually having to pick like change because i i'm constantly changing my my gear like if i'm traveling i'm wearing the wanderer's robe so that yeah, i can they, get extra yeah. extra you know uncover extra map if i'm doing sneaky you shit i'm gonna like wear the ronin shit, shit. And everything with it yeah i mean i don't do that because it's always my controller is just always vibrating so i'm like yeah leave me alone um but like yeah if i'm sneaking around i use the ronin thing if i'm gonna fight a bunch of dudes that wear the warriors armor and like so i'm i haven't really looked into it but apparently there's a way where you can create armor sets for yourself and then just switch on the fly instead of having okay, to go yeah. see i haven't and, played the new update yet i haven't pl uh i haven't played i finished the game before bitch, they what it's free and it's awesome it's awesome yeah, I want, I want, shit. i've been wanting to go back in, into into it and play it because i beat the game before the update and now i want to go back into it and play it again i Dude, might play it on the one hit kill mode because I feel like they got the mo if I play it again, just do the one-hit kill mode that they got to where if you get hit once, you die. But I think the enemies still – I don't know if the enemies are one-hit kill or not. That that's mode. that's having a hell mode. If they have that, I'll try yeah. that because I'll hit those motherfuckers first. Um, the, the DLC is great, and uh, it's just – man, the game is really wonderful. I know it sounds like I was talking shit on it, but no, like – it's it's i've heard other but glowing I, stuff about it man like uh yeah. i just feel even though i haven't played it i almost feel like if ghost of shima gets the win like it makes sense to me and yeah. uh, i also like to say this too i know some people talk shit about game awards some people like the game awards i personally like them because i like anything that celebrates games uh yeah. i like something that it's somebody's trying to do it. something organized for yeah. it some people are like <laughs> you know it's funny too i hear this too where even with e3 
But they'd be like, just get to the trailers. I don't want to see you do this song and dance stuff. But me personally, I actually do enjoy some of the song and dance or whatever the things are that they do. To Presentations kind of, and shit. Yeah, I do. Personally, watching all of these nerds who are usually in an office trying to talk in front of millions of people. Yeah, I enjoy that too. I enjoy. I, love that shit. I enjoy them trying to make. Yeah, because without that, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get moments like uh, your caffeine. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, you're breathtaking. Yeah. You're breathtaking. Yeah. Or or Mr. Caffeine. Mr. Yeah. Caffeine yeah, Mr. was caffeine. a funny one. We cut Seth off though. My bad. Go ahead, Seth. No, no, you're all good, man. I'm just saying, like, I just personally like it. So I, I do like that we could talk about it here. And this will bring me to my game because we've done talked a bit about this year's. So why don't you all guess to me? We're going to go back 2019. And I'm just okay. going to ask who's game of the year in 2019? Is it multiple choice or we just have to remember? Just remember what you think. Fuck. Last year. Last year. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm probably going to be able to remember it. Hold on. Let me see. I'm just curious to see. Just name games, you know? So what you think came out last year. That's all. Because I got DMC a couple of years five, back. But that's not going to be on the list. What I think it won. DMC5 won best action game last year. Okay. Um. Okay. So game of the year, though. It would... Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey wasn't it didn't win that. I know that. Uh Persona 5 Royal. So it's gonna be something obvious. Oh, Breath of the Wild. No, it was no. Mm-mm. No, Breath of the Wild came out in 2018. Oh shit. This is a little rough, because I mean because I feel like if I gave you a list of games, you would know We're it. We're going to know it. Yeah. yeah. It, we'll, yeah we'll definitely I'm trying know to, it. I, I, heard, I remember hearing what the game of the year was last year, but I can't remember what the fuck it was for the life. Oh, I got it. Spider-Man. Okay. No, Spider-Man. no. I remember now. Fucking God of War. God of War 2018. Uh, that's pretty great. Y'all are, y'all are all over the place. No, God no. of War 2018. I call yeah. Spider-Man. It was? Uh, I thought for sure it was last year. Yeah. No, 2018. Damn. So it's not Spider-Man? No, it's not Spider-Man. Then it's some Nintendo shit. Oh, you think so, huh? So you didn't think at all that From Software might take it? Oh, it was Sekiro. It was was Sekiro? Sekiro. Oh, no, I didn't realize. I I couldn't fucking remember. I think my hate for that game made me just erase it. (laughs) Fuck that game, dude. I told you I couldn't remember what what, what it was. Get good, bitch. Fuck that game, dog. I dare you. Never. I would never get that good. I don't want to be that good. Dude, you could be that good. Get out of here. You could beat that game. Eric beat that game. Eric platinum that damn game. You can beat the game. Bro, you know what's so Stupid. You could be Aaron, Aaron was talking about Ghost of Tsushima and he was talking about the combat and the deflecting. He's like, it's like Sekiro hard. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. No, it's not. Like Sekiro is <laughs> really, really hard. I'm never gonna play that again. You're also, also, super grimy move on their part. They're selling a game of the year version of Sekiro, and it's the same exact disc. It's the same game. Because the update they put out. It's free. So they like, I think the difference is it's on the disc, but maybe not. But they're like, hey, come rebuy the game of the year edition. And it's like, what do you mean? The only add on you put on the game was a free update. (laughs) Why why would you? But there's people out there. They're not charging anymore 
for it. It's the, the game is still like 60 bucks, right? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, but it's like it's the same thing Mortal Kombat's doing. Like Mortal Kombat 11 has Mortal Kombat 11. Then they did Mortal Kombat, and they did, you know, DLC shit. And then they did Aftermath, which was this whole like, whoa, we added a whole other DLC and stuff. And then they put another skew out, like another cover, another disc, Mortal Kombat Aftermath. And that came out like a couple months ago. Yeah. Now there's another one, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. And it's just Mortal Kombat Aftermath with the Rambo Rain Molina pack. And it's like, it's a marketing tool to get people who are obsessed who need to have every, I need to buy every version. And it's like, they're all the same version. Well, like, yeah, I've never, I never got Mortal Kombat 11 yet. I've been waiting for them to get everything out for it. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll the ultimate edition. You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking. That's it's a just cool like Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3, they're done releasing all of their shit. Which, by the way, if you didn't know, if you got Borderlands 3 on PS4 or Xbox, whichever one, and you buy a PS4 or I mean a PS5 or an Xbox One, you get a free upgrade to the ultimate edition which has all the dlc and shit for free oh nice okay also by the way you get a free upgrade from the standard edition to the ultimate edition when you stay in within the same console family yeah but yeah so seth definitely remember really fucking awesome but yeah that's the same thing with uh borderlands like i said they got the ultimate edition coming out now and if you don't it's 99 dollars for everything to get everything included in one you know, if you didn't, if you don't already own the game, mm-hmm. yeah, sounds like a so lot, it's but it's same thing. worth it content wise. But, um, and then Seth, just be ready for whenever you're ready to play Ghost of Tsushima. Apparently, it's one of these games that it's an actual legitimate like upgrade. Like, it's like some of these other games, like, oh, the PS4 version plays a little better on the five, yeah, like, no, like, from for Tsushima, it jumps from 30 frames to 60, yeah, and cuts the load times. People are like, yo, after what playing it on five, and I went back and looked at a PS4 playing Tsushima, it looks like, are you sure it jumps from 30 to 60? 30 or is to- it not 60 to 120? No, no, it goes from 30 to 60. I'll double check now, I'm but- not for sure. I, I played mine on my pro in performance mode and i felt like i was getting 60 frames like, well, maybe not no, if you're playing frames. in performance mode then it's probably definitely at 30 because performance mode typically pushes down the frames from my understanding at least in some of the other games like some of the games here on the five if you put it in performance mode uh they're actually they they might even push your frames down to 30 um even no, the, the that, that's like for I thought it was like um let's see the other one the cinematic mode it's like you can change what you would rather have graphics or frame rate yeah yeah basically mm-hmm. yeah yeah but so. when you play it on a five apparently it's uh, it's somehow even like wow I mean I, yeah. I doubt it's that even thirty to sixty man I mean I get it there is a big deal but games look pretty awesome either way yeah. but I hear that if you play Ghost of Tsushima on a PS five it looks like almost like they programmed it like already knowing what the ps5's hardware was going to be and like they're like this is going to be like it's going to run way better so um well y'all y'all got to go 2018 game of the year for 2018 god of war all right it's not god of war no it's god of war it's okay yeah it's god of war yeah that's what 2017 what the fuck came out in 2017 there's something really big fin- that happened. Final Fan- Final Fantasy 15. Okay, that's not right. Uh, there's something really big that happened in 2017. Nah, the Switch. 
part of it was the birth of this podcast. Oh, that's right. Breath of the Wild was beginning of the year in 2017. Oh, okay. It? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, Breath of yeah, the Wild. Yeah, I thought good? Breath of the Wild came out in 2018, but it didn't. Mm. Yeah, that Breath game, of the Wild pretty great. Yeah. It's good. I gotta uh, try it out. It's lacking in uh the only problem I have with it is the there's four like basically dungeons with bosses in them. And I feel like they're very similar to each other. But mm. the world itself to explore is very vast and very different and very unique. And there's a ton of cool shit to just kind of get involved with in that game. So nice. Um, it's, it's good. I would say it's yeah. good. I would say, I would say the the thing is like the world's great to explore, but I feel like the things that you find aren't like things that um, I don't know like what I don't feel like they're like lasting rewards. Like just going around looking at the scenery is the reward basically, because yeah. like the only thing you really get for exploring is you might find a weapon, but or it's gonna break eventually anyways. Yeah. Or you yeah. might find Korok shit. Yeah. Which if you collect enough Korok shit, you can use it to expand your inventory. Yeah. 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 Once I saw breakable weapons, I was completely out. Mm. I mean, I mean, well, the breakable weapons aren't like the most terrible thing. Like it keeps the gameplay loot feeling fresh because there's, like I said, the, the, the number of enemies is limited and the number of selection of weapons is limited. Yeah. So the way that they did it, it it's a good way of keeping the gameplay loot fresh, but I don't really like the, the, the breaking weapons in and either but i can see why they did it and like how they designed it also if they you find the, it in a way that keeps it fresh and if you find the master sword that doesn't break yeah it doesn't sure. break so they, they at least give you that option as well uh 2016 oh shit <sighs> wait it wasn't the original it wasn't the first doom was it it couldn't have been no that's not gonna win a game of the year nope Final Fantasy 15. Dark Souls 3 came out that year. Okay, Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4. Dishonored 2. Titanfall 2. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Doom. Uh, Deus Ex. No Man's Sky. The Last Guardian. Hitman. Uh, let's see. Gears of War 5, I believe. No, 4. Uh, Overwatch. Um... Pokemon Go, apparently. Street Fighter Five, maybe some version of that. Yeah, that was when it came out, I believe. I got my Tom Clancy's The Division. So this is just a few. Uh, I mean, what do you think won the game of the year? It wasn't Dark Souls Three, was it? I don't yeah. think I. I would say Dark Souls Three, obviously. But I don't think that people have enough respect no, to they, to, no, to vote it's that. Not, it's it's not who won. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't I remember running. I got too much brain damage. Overwatch. Overwatch. <clears throat> oh, wait. Did you just guess Overwatch or Seth? Did you say Overwatch? I said Overwatch. Overwatch. Overwatch won the 2016. Yeah, I'm dumb. If I would have heard you say that, I did. I yeah, uh, I did I, say I, it. Did. Yeah. I, I probably glanced over because, man, remember how big Overwatch was? Overwatch was huge yeah. when it launched, it's, but it was fucking it huge for like a year. Yeah. No hell yeah, Overwatch was huge for like for a couple of years. I think the only thing that it, it's probably just kind of been knocked down in the last maybe year or two. Mm. All right, of uh, 2015. 
Dog, I don't have. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna give you a list. I'm gonna give you a list of games. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Batman: Arkham Knights, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, Bloodborne, Witcher Three, Metal Gear Solid Five, Halo Five. Can I just call it out? It's Witcher. Yep. Yeah, it's obviously Witcher Three. It's yeah, Witcher. Yeah, Witcher was huge, big. Witcher was such a big deal. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Twenty fourteen. It's the last one. This, I think this was like the first year they started doing the awards. Yeah, Doritos and Mountain Dew sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Let's see, twenty fourteen. You got Dark Souls Two, uh, Far Cry Four, uh, Destiny dropped, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Wolfenstein, The New Order, uh, see, Bayonetta 2, South Park. Uh Was it Destiny? That would be my first, that's my first guess. Destiny? I would guess. it's not Destiny. It's not Destiny, because that was a big deal. Yeah. Say say the list one more time, just quickly. See, Dark Souls 2, uh, Shadow of Mordor. Middle Earth, Dragon Age, Inquisition, Far Cry, Four. Uh, we already said no to Destiny. I mean, Wolfenstein, this is South Park, Stick of Truth, Call of Duty. Was it the Call of Duty fucking game? Nope. Okay. Because now we're just gonna start guessing from the list. I mean, I'm uh, Dragon Age Inquisition though. I kind of want. I would love it to to be Stick of Truth. I wish but it I was too, not. but no, it's Dragon Age Inquisition. It is, isn't yeah. it? That stupid game. I bought <laughs> I bought that game so many times, tried to play it, and was just like, and returned it. I tried so hard. That game sucks. Mm. It looks great, though. It does look really great, but I just, I'm not good at strategy stuff. Speaking of Stick of Truth, my, um, my drummer, well, my former drummer, since COVID killed my fucking band, um, my drummer is actually... He, the voice director for the voice acting for South Park in Spanish for the last couple of like maybe five years. Oh, yeah. So he's in both of these um, South Park games and he actually just got Funimation. It was dope because Funimation actually posted his picture and announced him. He is the voice of Bakugo in My Hero Academia. Mm. That's cool. Uh, in, in, in Spanish. So if you watch My Hero in Spanish, Bakugo, that's my, uh, my drummer, does his voice. It's pretty neat. Nice. He's a cool guy. His name's Rums. He's a, he's pretty. He's a sun bro. He's a hardcore sun bro, and he's a super gamer. Uh, he's got a a SoundCloud account called Zero One. It's like X A O R X A R O One Zero One. Where he's a musician. He does covers of like retro shit. Like he covers like old Mega Man and like Chrono Trigger music and shit. And uh, he's a very cool dude. Mm. So I'm going to go over a couple more of these. I'm not going to have y'all guess. I'm just going to list them out. This is the Video Game Awards. It actually goes back to about 2003 because uh, it used to be on Spike TV. Yes, uh, I remember that. Spike oh, Video yeah, yeah, Game yeah. Awards. Uh, and so 2014 is where we ended with Dragon Age. 2013, Grand Theft Auto V. Makes sense. Clearly. Yeah. Not surprising. 2012, The Walking Dead. God, how st- 
stupid for a Telltale game to win Game of the Year. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you with your Happy Meal ass freaking game, bro? Yep. Get out of here with your fucking Sneak King Burger King part shit. <laughs> 2011, 2011, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Completely makes sense. That game's enormous. I mean, that game has it's it's its own world. Twenty ten. That game is so amazing. It's got games inside of games now. Yeah. Yeah. People have remade Oblivion inside of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, you know it's you know it's so stupid. I barely have ever played Skyrim. I've played like the first fifteen hours like twice. Mm. Like I've really never actually delved in. Like maybe for PS five when they may remake Skyrim again, I'll try it again. Twenty ten. Red Dead Redemption. 2009. Yeah. Fucking Rockstar, bro. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, There's actually a lot of Rockstar. Uh, 2009, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves. 2008, okay. Grand Theft Auto 4. 2007, Bioshock. Okay. 2006. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. Bioshock was fucking huge shit when he came out. Yeah. 2006, The Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion. 2005, Resident Evil 4. Hmm. 2004, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> and you will never guess 2003. Hold on. 2003, that's the year I graduated high school. Hold you on. will never guess. You will never guess. It's not It's not Final Fantasy X? You will never guess. <laughs> you will be mad when I tell you. Hold on, I'm gonna take a shot now so I don't have to. <laughs> You're gonna be mad when I say this. Because I'm mad looking at it. Okay. What system is it on? PS2? It's on all the systems. Hmm. Let's play a little bit of Guess Who on this one. Is it realistic looking or cartoon looking? Realistic. Is it. A mature rated game or like no. teen and under? It might so be teen accessible. under. I'm actually not sure if it's E or T. I think it might be T. No, I mean like is it's like is it an M for mature or no, basically it's anything definitely else? Not. It's so it's PG it's PG thirteen and below. It's realistic looking. It's current gen Was third person gens. action. It's not an action game. Wait, is it bully? It's not it's not bully. No. Is it no. do, okay? Wait, do you control a a a, a humanoid or animal a, a person thing, or do you control no, like you, a vehicle? No, you play a person. Is it a guy or a girl? You play a group of people. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> the fuck does that mean, dog? You play a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last what? Wait, no, I can't ask you who makes it because that'll be obvious. Yeah, it will be. Um, dude, when I say this, you are gonna get mad. <laughs> what letter does it start with? M. M. 
I can't believe this. I don't know, man. Mutant League football? <laughs> what? Yes, Madden NFL 2004. Oh, okay. No, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. It's fine. I mean, I'm mad at Madden. It's fucking one mad. game. Just 2004 Madden of all the other it's... years. 2004 Madden's like, yeah, you'll get this What's one. What's 2004 Madden? Even a good year Madden? I don't even fucking know. I don't play that shit. I don't even I don't know, know either. It's I will a... say they're not bad. It's just that they're just they're sports games. They don't count. You know, like <laughs> it doesn't count. It goes into its own category. Dude, like, these these are some of the games that came out in two thousand. You better be careful. The 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 sports games people are gonna start forming like. Think uh, they don't listen. They're the sports game people aren't listening to our nerd asses yeah, talk about Devil May Cry and fucking Doom and shit. Well, you know what? <laughs> Looking at some of the games here, I can see why maybe uh it went to Madden. Okay, um, shit. Wow, there was some fucking shit that came out. Okay, <laughs> Devil May Cry two. <laughs> okay, came out That's fair enough. Fair enough. I'd rather play Madden than Devil May Cry. 2. It's okay. Max yeah. Max Payne two. Uh, I think the very okay. first Call of Duty actually came out two thousand three. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I, That's I, actually not a bad why game. Why would that not win? Yeah. That Prince, should, I mean, I would imagine that game went down. Oh, as, this one too. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Also came that out was 2003. Cool. You know what sucks? We're getting a remake of that, and it's um, it's looking really bad. Yeah. It's looking real, real ugly. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, True Crime, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Final Fantasy X-2 came out that year. Oh, God. I've got my problems with that. It's cool in a way, but I've got some serious problems with that Need, game. Need for Speed Underground, Enter the Matrix. That that Matrix game came out that year. Uh, Silent yeah. Hill Three, that came out that year. Man Silent Hunt. Hill Three is, from what I hear, it's supposed to be like really good, isn't it? Like yeah. how the hell? I think it's two. Two's the one everyone loves, and three as well, supposedly. But that's niche, bro. You're like that's a horror ass game. Like not everybody can get through that like madden's gonna touch more people than that but i think madden yeah. is cheating legacy yeah, of if kane. it was like public vote yeah i can see that legacy <laughs> of kane defiance uh okay beautiful joe came out that year oh that was fun man beautiful joe was a good time 13 x 111 13 came out yeah that i year. just got remade right now it's out right now for the ps5 and the and PS4. i heard the, i heard the remakes shit I heard it. Like, I was listening to Wooly and him talk about it. They said it was complete shit. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's back when cell shading was new and people were like, whoa, it looks like a comic book. But it's yeah. kind of a subpar like little shooter thing. It's fine. Now. It's it's definitely not worth $50. They're trying to sell that shit for 50 bucks. If it was 30 I still wouldn't buy it, but I would think it's fair. But $50 is way too much to ask for that. They're just doing it because the new generation's here. People are desperate. See. Uh, publications and media. That's what I want to look at. So this is some of the publications. I wanted to go back. Let's see. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Oof, love that magazine. You loved it? Loved it when I was a kid, bro. Cool. This is some of their best games of the year. 88. 1988, when I was born. Electronic Gaming Monthly said Double Dragon was the game nice. of the year. Nice. Wait, Double Dragon? <laughs> yeah. I thought Double Dragon. Wait, when did Double Dragon Two come out? I thought it came out in '88. That was two. No, probably '89. Back then, those yeah. games used to come out like every other year. Yeah. Yeah, it might have uh, been. '89 was Ghost and Ghoul. Ghouls and Ghosts. Excuse me. Ghouls and Ghosts. Okay. 
90 really that game got game of the year yeah that hard-ass fucking game well i I think you gotta think about like back then and this is just the magazine publication electronic gaming monthly so this is just them going in it yeah uh 1990 strider sick okay it's a lot of arcade games. These are all like this is before like the you know RPGs were built for like multiple places, like multi like multiple save points and all this shit. All they had back then, all we had was like Mario's Mega Man's. Also, like where the fuck are the Mega Man's? Yeah, they're not the Mario's well, right now. Well, well, I mean, we had some. Final Fantasy was around back then, so it was Dragon Warrior, as we called it here, Dragon Warrior. This magazine, but it was still. You're right. RPGs and shit were like in in their infancy. Yeah, arcade games is where it was. It's like, kind of surprising you know, this. There is there is a Mario on here, but only one. Uh, no Mega Man, actually. Uh, so ninety, we got you. Strider. Ninety one, Sonic the Hedgehog, the new protein nice. for your dick. Uh, <laughs> Nineteen ninety two, Street Fighter two, the World Warrior. Goddamn right, motherfuckers. The nineteen ninety three, Samurai Street Showdown. <laughs> Say again, Samurai what? Samurai Showdown, nineteen ninety three. Sam Show, nice. They gave that. To, that's nice of them to do that. Yeah. Sam, Sam Show really didn't, or as known in Japan, Samurai Spirits, uh, they didn't really pop off till two. Like same thing with Street Fighter. Samurai Showdown was cool and all, but Samurai Showdown two is still playable to this day, even though five is the best. Five or four, five Nin- special. Nineteen ninety four, Donkey Kong Country. Sick. Give it to him. Ninety five, Twisted Metal. Okay, man. All right, I uh, we had a rich friend, and they rented a PlayStation One when it came out, and I got to play Twisted Metal like week one when I was mm. that was ninety six. I would have been in sixth grade. Ninety five. So ninety five. Ninety five. I would have been in fifth fucking grade or sixth grade when I when I got to see it. Twisted Metal One was so ugly, and it still is. It was so ugly, but yeah. it was fun. I mean. Mm. It must have been the re- the weird, gritty, realistic graphics because I've got to fucking believe there's way better games that came out in 1995. Because Twisted Metal, I do like it. Twisted Metal is awesome. Twisted Metal 2 is really awesome. Twisted Metal Black is super awesome. And the PlayStation 3's Twisted Metal oh, holy 2013 shit. is good. Yeah, there's no, I don't know how Twisted Metal got it. Chrono Trigger. That's, well, Chrono Trigger yeah. came out for Super Nintendo at that time. It says right here for 1995. Yeah, I was uh, about to say that year was Super Nintendo Donkey was Kong, popping off. Donkey Kong Country yeah. Two, uh, Mortal Kombat Three, some game called Dig, uh, Command and Conquer, nineteen ninety five. Uh, wait, let me make sure. Yeah, we're on ninety five. Uh, yeah, Twisted Metal. Yep. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Two, Chrono Trigger, Yoshi's Island. Um, uh, fuck Yoshi's Island. <laughs> Phantasma, Phantasma form. For, no, on. Phantasmophoria. Excuse me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Phantasmagoria? Phantas- oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's a G. I'm sorry. Phantasmagoria. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with that one. Dragon- I, think it's a, I, think it's a hor- I think it's a horror game. Yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't ever played it. Dragon Quest uh, Six. Dragon Quest Six. Um, yes. Let's see. Rayman Tekken 2. Tekken 2 was enormous. Yep. It was a huge deal. But Twisted Metal. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did Twisted Metal get it that year? Like, that year was fucking popping off. I mean, Twisted Metal 
Twisted Metal 1 was a flagship, like, launch title for the PlayStation. And I guess they were trying to usher in, like, the new world because it really was. Like, it was real. It was gritty as fuck. It was awesome. Like, that car combat, that those gameplay mechanics are such trash nowadays. But back then, that kind of gameplay mechanic style was really fun. It's almost unplayable now. Because I even if you go back to the 2013 Twisted Metal reboot for the PlayStation 3, it still plays like Twisted Metal, and it's like, wow, just we used to just really accept this. Like it plays bad, but it's still fun. It, it I think that's why they can't really make a new car combat game. We're gonna see with this new Battle Royale game coming out yeah. for the PS5, but uh, I kind of get it. But it was more of a, it was more of a um like statement I think to have Twisted Metal win it. Yeah, I no, it doesn't. That's what it is. It's just because it was one of like the first like polygon games. I think also yeah. too, it it revolutionized the concept of racing or like not necessarily racing because it's not racing, but it's like something to do with cars other than racing. Yeah, destruction derby style. Stuff. Yeah, I think you got to think like back then. I don't think there was many things like that that explored that concept. That was like an interesting concept to explore. Where yeah. you have something like Donkey Kong Country 2, well, we've seen that with 1, you know, or like Tekken 2. I mean, if you want to belittle it, like, well, we've had fighting games, you know? So I don't nah, know. No, but Tekken 2 was special, though. Tekken I, 2 again, really was. I don't want to belittle it. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I, I'm just assuming, looking at it from like the larger scope of that, I don't know if you had anything in games like Twisted Metal at that Correct. time. Correct. I'll give you that, be yeah, because not only did you have this weird car combat, it was also tied to these very unique characters. So it was like a fighting game with cars, and then yes. there was also like live action scenes shot. Like there was a story to it, yeah. so it was really interesting. Like I think there's even a whole like live action shit they shot for those Twisted Metal games that they never even used because they were so so bad. Mm. But uh, the whole story of Sweet Tooth and Mr. Grimm and Calypso, like it was, it, it was cool, and it was this whole thing. Like if you win this tournament, killing other people, you get one wish. Yeah. But then he would pull some wishmaster shit on you, you know. And if you wished for, uh, I want everyone in the world to see my face, he would take your, he would rip your face off and stretch it across the moon. Mm. Or if you're like, I want to be rich, he'd like kill your mom, and then you get a settlement. And mm. <laughs> it's like. It's like, dude, like, I wanted to be rich, but I don't want, like, you to kill my fucking mom for it. Like, it was pretty brutal. Like, you know, like, I love my car. I want to be one with my car. And he would, like, fucking morph you into a car, and you'd be, like, this weird, like, car thing. So, yeah, I, I, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. The Fuck only it. one I think I have a problem with it beating is probably Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger that is makes no sense. Big title, Chrono Trigger is huge. But, like, yeah. Uh, 1996, we had Super Mario 64. That yeah, that's worth it. Yeah. 97, GoldenEye 007, first-person shooter. Fucking give it yeah. to him. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff in my wheelhouse that I'm going to want to – I'm going to debate, but it's GoldenEye, bro. It's yeah. Mario 64. Give it to him. 1998, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, dude. This, these are the years when the N64 yeah. was just – Fucking pop locking and fucking, yeah. You know, I mean, they were the dominating the party. Yeah, 96, 97, 98. All three of those games, 
are like N64 games, Super Mario 64, GoldenEye, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Those three years, yeah. they got a top game in this magazine, like all three. Yeah, like they had the best games that year. But the N64 didn't sell as well as the PlayStation did. I mean, the PlayStation got that year started on it because I think it launched in 94, 95, I think it did. And then N64 didn't launch until um, 96. But the extra time kind of benefited the N64 because the N64 was like, I mean, you can tell the difference in the graphics. It's like an actual 64-bit console, whereas PlayStation was only 32 bits. Yeah. Uh, 99, Soul Calibur. Nice. Good for them, Dreamcast. Yeah. Yep. Good for them. Soul Calibur was one of the first, like, pretty much, like, bring the arcade home. Like, obviously, we had that. That's what Ghouls and Ghosts and Double Dragon was. But... Mm. When Soul Calibur was on the Dreamcast and you could bring that shit home, it was like, whoa, huge deal. Like I remember playing Soul Calibur in the the, in the movie theater arcades and shit. So I, I, I think good. that was more of a statement. I forgot about that. That says Soul Calibur was on the Dreamcast. Was that wasn't that a was that a Dreamcast exclusive when it came? Pretty so, much, uh, yeah. Soul yeah, I think, yeah. I think it might have been the uh, um, they gave it the Soul Calibur because the Dreamcast. Even though it was failing, they were it was really like ahead of its time, like uh, like all the stuff that it had. And oh, I yeah. remember, like, the industry trying to like push it and like promote it and everything, because mm. like it was really futuristic, but it just did not catch on. And I think that might have been part of why Soul Calibur won that yeah. year. Yeah, well, the Dreamcast is a that's almost a whole episode on its own. It was doing great in the beginning. It's just Sega was fucking up with a couple of things, and the main problem the Dreamcast had was that there there was no there was no lock when it came to games so like you could just literally rent a game and burn it onto a cdr oh. and it would work yeah. so the fact that they basically lost like 90 percent of their revenue from game sales because people would go to blockbuster and like rent five dreamcast games rip them to their shitty fucking pcs and then you know if you're if you were baller enough to have a cd burner like back in those days, there used to be like three or four dudes at school who would have yeah, I a, a binder that. full of games, and they're like, "Yo, you want to buy Soul Calibur? Yeah. Five bucks each." Dude, they were selling, have like they were selling shit like that in the stores. Back when, like it was new, like BitTorrent it just came out, and like fucking people were like ripping like music and fucking Napster, and like you said, the Dragon yeah. Cast. I like, see that shit in stores, it. dude. I remember going to the mall in uh, Kenner. Uh, it was the Esplanade Mall, and they had an EB Games and a Game Trader. And I remember seeing like a pack of like PlayStation games that you can play on your Dreamcast. Yeah, and it's like, what? How the fuck are you doing that? And it was like, that's not, this not like that shit was some other shit. Like they were selling that shit on the, you know, and it was like in the fucking store, you know. Uh, but I want to yeah, give a shout legs. out to um, the Retro Hour. It's a podcast. Uh, I think it's from the UK. And they had John Bird on, who's Sega's former director of development technology. And he had a pretty interesting story of an, it's an untold story of the bug that nearly destroyed the Sega Dreamcast launch. And he talks about this game, Ready to Rumble. And it was one other game. Mm. Yeah, and, Michael Jackson. I think I remember hearing character. about this. I think I remember hearing that story. Mm. Um, it, it's been pretty under wraps. So if you heard it, I guess um, I don't know. Maybe it's out there a little more so than what he was making out to be. Because it was, he was like, dude, they were in the middle of crunch time. They got word that a bug was crashing Dreamcast, and apparently it had something to do with the new audio software, uh, the audio hardware that they had in the Dreamcast. 
that was able to put out a different level of audio that nobody else could. And apparently it was mostly Midway games that were having issues with this thing. And for whatever unexpected reason, it would just crash and not really at any certain point. Like it was a really peculiar bug. And so they really had to nail down. And one of the programmers, one of one of the guys that was working with him, there was like a programmer or whatever, one of the guys that was helping him with it, like it was just like, oh, I'm supposed to be going on vacation, going down to New Orleans. They got some girls down there from Mardi Gras. So, uh, yeah, I'm out. And just left. And right before the launch, <laughs> right before launch, right in the middle of him trying to work this shit out. And he was like freaking out, like crunch time, you know, all the shit. And uh, it was it was an interesting story to hear from. So I would suggest, you know, checking that pocket. That by the retro hour is okay. pretty cool. They're a pretty cool retro yeah. podcast. They've had a lot of people in the industry on um uh, from a lot of different video game companies and stuff like that from the classic stuff um give them a check i don't think they're too bad i like to listen to them from time to time here's some old classic yeah shit. look it up what was it again retro the retro, retro game hour. hour yeah just the retro hour the retro hour. i'll check it out okay i think i do remember hearing it but i didn't hear no, nothing that in depth about it. i remember hearing about that there was a bug the audio bug that it was almost almost like tank the dreamcast like it's yeah. launch and everything yeah. mm-hmm. and i know but i don't remember hearing anybody go that depth into the uh because he was the, the guy who helped i like watching it. a lot of like gaming historian like trivia shit and like all that other fucking shit with games oh yeah so i probably i probably heard that. it somewhere yeah they, they he this podcast does a lot of that stuff on there and they have a lot of pretty cool guests uh yeah I, I would suggest a podcast if you like that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm there looking ones, at it. There are ones look- I pulled for when we did the Earthworm Jim episode for Losing Lives. And they had the guy mm-hmm. on there who helped make that game and start that company. And he had a lot of interesting stories about that. So, ah. yeah, that's a pretty cool little podcast. It's got some interesting stuff. Uh, to round it out, uh, we were at 99, so Caliber, 2000, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, 2001, Halo Combat Evolved, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, 2002, Metroid Prime. In 2003, instead of doing Madden, they decided to do Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Okay. That's a, a better pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, just a quick answer to this question. Uh, Jesse, did you... I know you said something about posting a question. Up. Did you happen to get any uh, questions? Yeah, I think I got like two. Let's see here. One, no necessary. Did you watch the GZ Gucci battle? No. Um, no, I didn't do that either. And even if we it, did, no. I'd rather not. It's just <laughs> something, something inconsiderate. One of them said to the other, but no, because I... Well, I heard they squashed it or something. I think they're cool now. It was some... I don't even want to say what it is, these fucking idiots. But no, um, apparently one of them, like, knowingly killed one of the other one's friends. And he, like, said it live on, like, the internet. was like, send more of your friends and I'll send them back to you in a box. Like, Mm. and it was bad. Like, it's known that one of his people, like, murdered one of his people. But it's like, eh, when you follow fucking idiots who fucking got goons that are out there killing each other but like oh they're i didn't do it so i can just talk shit about it on the internet 
fuck you. Whatever. You're both trash anyways. Go listen to fucking Nas or Buster M or something else. Fuck both of you trash rappers. Uh, um, anyway, sorry. I'm going to get upset. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and whoever sent that, I'm not going to read your name because you're probably trolling. Because get the fuck out of here. Uh, but Nana Pratt, you already know my answer, our boy Nana. Uh, hardest game you've ever played and completed. Oh, I guess I can't say Sekido. Uh, what game was so hard you never came back to it and still have never completed? So first question from Nana Pratt, our boy across the seas over in the UK. Right. Hardest game you have ever played and completed. My man, Nana. All right. The hardest game I think I ever played and completed... Uh, I think the one that comes to mind that just put it on the hard difficulty and not me fucking around and doing weird shit. Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. So that was, that was a really hard game. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That I died a lot in that game. It was pretty tough. Wow. I'm, I'm I don't know. Cause thinking, I mean, cause these dark souls I, games have a good difficulty to them. But if I'm just going to take it from the, the jump, right? Like, for instance, Dark Souls 2 was a pretty rough go. I would almost give it to that. But but I, I don't feel like I can because what I did is I used that championship thing. And I just made the game harder on myself. And it's really a, like, it's not necessarily a mode, but technically it kind of is. But it's not exactly like a way they, you know, it, I don't know. Like, Dark Souls 2, I definitely put up there. If we're gonna count this championship like covenant that made things way yeah, harder. Yeah, it's a difficulty setting, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, but it's not like a upfront option menu, I guess. Like you literally actually can't start the game in that setting. You gotta play through the first tutorial part and whatever, and then you have to like go there and enter the covenant. And there's not really much that explains the effects of that covenant to you, right? Yeah, so, but it counts. Okay, so if we're gonna count what it, you did it's, with Dark Souls two is Nothing to scoff at. No. If we're going to count it, I would definitely say Dark Souls 2, I think, was probably the hardest, like, from game to game. Like, I still hold the hardest boss fight I've I've still done is the... I still haven't felt like I've met anything that matched the Sephiroth boss fight on Kingdom Hearts. Um, <clears throat> but, like, the game would definitely probably be Dark Souls 2. But if, if we take that out, Right. If we're just going to say like option menu at front is it, not some covenant or other little thing. Wolfenstein, the new Colossus, I put that on the hardest difficulty and that was a pretty rough go. True. Also, I would say Nightmare Mode and Classic Doom. That's pretty rough. I think that broke you, huh, Kev? <laughs> well, I guess you could say it broke me because uh, I got to like the first boss fight and I was grinding through it pretty hard because I'm not like the greatest at FPS and everything. And I just kind of lost interest in it because something else came out and I just started playing something else and I kind of took a break and I was going to go back to it, but I never did. Mm -hmm. But I still want to go back to it and play it and like finish it on Nightmare. Like I'm still willing to go back and finish it on Nightmare. But yeah, it did kind of make me quit for a little while. Yeah, it's rough. It was getting really, really grindy for me to the point where it wasn't even being fun. Yeah, I would almost say that too. Like I got to, I beat the whole first stage, so I beat that first boss, but I still haven't gone back to do the second world. So, uh, if you want one now, I'm not saying like, oh, I quit because it's too hard. It's just I done the first world and just like Kev, same excuse. 
there was new shit coming out. Like I think Doom Eternal was coming out around that time when we were playing it, and Final Fantasy VII came out remake came out around that time. So I went. Those games came out at that time, so I started playing them instead of like continuing forward with the classic Doom. It's definitely something I probably go back to, but yeah. Um. So that would be my answer for it. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I don't know. Kev, Sekiro is definitely a game that made you quit, Jesse. So that answers that one. So, yeah. What's so a hard game that you completed? You quit with Sekiro. Yeah. Yeah. What's a game that you completed that was hard that you like? Uh, but I beat it. Fuck, I don't know, because there's, like, a lot a lot of games. I mean, so we have the whole From suite, you know, but we talk about that too much. I, I can kind of say one thing. I did complete the Capcom versus SNK2 Mark of the Millennium Tour 2001 Boss Rush, which oh, yeah, you're this, fighting all yeah. of the boss characters in a row, and it's survival rules. Like, if you die, you have to start over. And by the end of it, you have to face Shinakuma, and then you have to face God Rugal. Mm. Uh, so you, I think it's it's like you start with like geese, bison, uh, Akuma Rugal, Shinakuma Shin Rugal, or God Rugal, something like that. And it took me hours. So, and it was very difficult because the the difficulties cranked to eight, yeah. and I did conquer it. And it was a bitch. Yeah. I believe I had to use Blanca and spam ball, basically. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the From games are really up there. And then it's it's probably going to be like f- certain fighting games, like beating. It's going to be stuff like beating Shinakuma at level eight in any fucking Street Fighter game. Like that stuff is so hard. But when you can pull it off. Or beating M. Bison in like Street Fighter 2. It's impossible to do these things. But every now and then you can pull it out. Um, anything like that. So I'm going to say Capcom versus, SNK, Capcom versus SNK 2. Mark of the Millennium Tour 2001. That was on the PlayStation 2. One of the best fighting games ever made. Uh, there's a secret boss rush mode in that game. And that I beat that shit. Um, but the game that beat me... I'll just say it's, and there's many other ones that I, do, but it's Sekido, but there's, there's been probably many other games that have done that to me as well, but I don't think anything is pronounced as uh, Sekido. Cause like, I really feel like that game defeated me mm. and I, I, I hate that game because of it. <laughs> I have like a grudge. I hate it. Uh, I Kev. love that game. I just hate the boss fights. Yeah. <laughs> Kev, what's your answer for that one game? That, Are well, we including a, are we including old school games? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. yeah, anything. All right, but then I got kind of a toss up between fucking Battletoads on NES and Street Fighter 2010. So, like, okay, but you're going okay, especially with Street Fighter 2010. You're going like glitch fest Nintendo impossible games. Like, that's not even a feasible game to like play. Street Fighter 2010 is cool, but. Even tool assisted that game is stupid. It's possible to beat it. It's like, possible, it, but, but it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. It's oh like, no, no. Oh, it's you're a saying fucking toss up between like old school Battletoads, like original Battletoads, and fucking Street Fighter 2010. Are those games that you conquered, or those are games that uh, broke you? You know. So wait, so you game beat that broke those me? Two? Oh, wait, you it. beat Battletoads and you beat Street Fighter 2010? Yeah. 
Oh, you're a better man than me then. Okay, okay. so champion. All right, yeah. cool. So with the game that broke you then, yeah. the game that broke you at least close to broke you. <sighs> Fuck. Um, I mean, I don't know if you just want to ride the Doom Classic one like I had mentioned because they did something that we both kind of like. That's the one I'm kind of mentioning as well that we both haven't gone back to yet. I mean, I do plan to. But, you know, I got distracted with some other stuff. And that game's hard as fuck. Man, a break from it is not so bad on nightmare mode. Right. Um, something that, game? but I'm trying to think of something that I would not want to go back to. Uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of something that I would not want to go back to. Like a game I just said, you know what? I don't want to ever want to fucking deal with that again. Um, let me think. I might need a minute to think about this one. Uh, Cause, shit, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I might have to just go with fucking like Doom, cause that's the most recent one that I can think of. But there have been others that I've played in the past that uh, that I just I don't want to deal. I didn't want to fucking deal with them anymore. But I can't really think of them right now and name them. That's cool. Well, thanks, Nana, for writing that in. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm glad we can answer that. And uh, I think we're just going to end it here. I know I talked about us doing the PlayStation 5 discussion and pushing the game forward, but we're already past two hours. I'm going to go ahead and shut us down. It's 1230 for Jesse. Yeah. It's 11. And for I mean, me. I was thinking about it too. Like, I think we need to like mull this question out a bit. Like, think about it. Cause like, Oh, what can we do to go past the PS4? I don't know. I mean, the answer is augmented reality. Because other than that, the answer is graphics and performance. No, I sure. think no, I don't really feel like it is though. Because yeah. like, I feel like we've hit the wall of graphics and performance right now, and where we're going to be, like for the next ten years, we're going to be at this same fucking spot. I think I, I feel like the the push pushing the limit right now is like what with PlayStation Five doing with their controller. It's how you play, not really what you're like looking at on the screen. It's all yeah, about even, feedback and like that but, that kind of shit. I think that's like gonna a, be the next boundary to push. A friend asked me about haptic feedback. He's like, "So how is it?" And I was like, "It's a vibrating controller." I didn't feel. I mean, I guess I didn't play anything. It that was, was pretty. It, I, it I was, did hear Call of Duty will like the the trigger will like bump back, kind of like a. Like the triggers muzzle. on the yeah, from what I heard, the triggers on the PS5 when you play Call of Duty, they have different pull strengths. Yeah, yeah, you have like recoil, guns. which kind of feels cool. But then again, I'm thinking productively as I'm laying here and don't want to get up and plug my controller in, bitch, you're just gonna you're just gonna waste my battery. Like I was listening to ACG and Kirk was like, you know, it's cool and all, but in Spider-Man PS5 with that with the haptic controller is like. Everything makes your controller vibrate. Like if a car drives by, you feel it. If a plane goes by in the sky, you feel it. And he's like, basically the controller never stops vibrating when you're playing Spider-Man. Mm. And it's kind of annoying. And earlier with Ghost of Tsushima, when you were saying, oh yeah, with the armor, the traveler's armor, it'll it'll sense items nearby. Yeah, I turned that off because if not, my controller's just always vibrating. And also these controllers have shit battery life. So unless the... Duels, I don't know. I mean, I think there's I, a point I, though that Kevin's making that I, I feel what you're saying, Jesse. Uh, I don't think you're necessarily wrong because right now I think it's in his infantile stage of pushing what the play would could feel like. Because like yeah. I even know I've been playing Devil May Cry Five, and when I rev up the sword with Nero, you can feel like the triggers different. 
you know like it it, mm-hmm. it has a different feel to it as you're trying to rev up the the thing like it's like a little slower there's a little more like you know uh resistance to it kind of thing like it's interesting um i think there's more to explore with that right now we have this so i think also talking to the future there could be different iterations on controllers that come in the ps5 life that we see could make maybe gaming a little more interesting on that aspect um i do think though as far as performance goes i don't think we're necessarily just done uh like i think what one of those games that uh, Insomniac working on that'd be interesting is like jumping in between worlds very quickly with that. I think it's Jack and Dexter, right? Is that the game? Um, no, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank I get yeah. those confused all the time. The, the, yeah, like you're right about like that stuff. With, the like, the, the fast loading screen, being like, able to populate like uh, places very quickly, the faster loading yeah. and stuff. Uh, not having to sit in an elevator for seconds to wait for a load screen and disguised yeah. as an elevator ride or whatever the case is, like being able to instantly populate things like that. I think with the right creative teams, there can be some creative measures taking to bring an experience that's unique, that pushes a boundary on that aspect. And that's more towards performance. I think visually I would agree with you, Kev, because even this system is not, like, I don't think, what's the little thing people are nitpicking about that it's not doing, like, 1440p exactly or some shit like that, or it's not natively or something like that? So, I mean, visually, I think you're right. I don't know how much more further we're going to go. But I think performance-wise, I think maybe in a couple of years when developers get used to this tech, we might start seeing some pretty interesting gameplay stuff. Um uh, and then also, I think you're right, Kev, too, about the controller. Uh, this one, I think Jesse's a little right about the controller now. It's interesting, but I don't think it's going to be like a game changer for gaming. You know, it's just like, oh, this is a cool thing. That's it. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it does. It feels like a gimmick right now. But yeah. Like I was saying, like the getting these kind of performance on a console is a novelty for console people right now. People who have high end PCs have had this for the last fucking like five years they've had that experience yeah, so, yeah pretty so, much i have a pc friend who like he like giggles at me every time i'm like the systems are getting better he's like my pc's been better than what your system will be in six years like two years ago but that's all pc master race versus console and i have no yeah shame. but that's what i'm saying like the con- the consoles are getting closer and closer to these pc performance and they're bridging that gap of like price point to performance but it's making a lot of sense sometimes if you're not going to go out for like a $2,000 fucking PC or something. It might just be better for you to buy a console because they're really bridging that gap between power and price performance. And yeah. Yeah. You know, to get that kind of performance out of the console, it is a novelty. And like, you're going to see, like, I'm not, no doubt that console developers are going to do like a lot of interesting things with it. But eventually I think like a couple of years into the road, like I'm going to say three years into the road, once developers really figure out how to, utilize the power of the console the novelty is going to wear off and like they're all all the games are going to kind of have similar performance and everything is going to be all about how you play rather than you know like what you're seeing or the the technical specs of it yeah maybe right. so i can respect that i think that's i think that's not a bad way to look at it i think the haptic feedback and stuff i think the whole vibration thing has been something since the n64 threw a rumble pack in it it was like oh okay that's cool and then there really hasn't been anything else that's been done with it until now. So I think, 
Um, I think there could be some stuff down the road. I, I think this could be one of the facets to explore. I'm not completely mad at that. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to go ahead and shut us down. This yeah. is uh, Who's Next Podcast. Thank you, uh, Mr. Jester, for joining us today. As always, man, I love it. And uh, they can find me. Uh, my Twitch stream has changed. It is Sammy Savage eighty eight. Now the channel itself hasn't changed. If you're following it, you're still following the same one. It's just a different name. So Sammy Savage eighty eight. So it's at Twitch. Just look it up. You'll figure it out. I believe in you. And uh, <laughs> where can they find nerds? Uh, nerds. All right. So this is Jester nine five four. You can catch me Jester nine five four on like Facebook and I fuck the Facebook now. Uh, Instagram. Go check my Instagram. Jester nine five four. Twitch is the Jester nine five four. But I'm here representing Nerds the podcast. So we're Nerds the podcast. But you actually just search Nerds because that's just our name is just Nerds. I don't know how we got away with that. But somehow we got the word Nerds. That's it. Really? Uh, yeah. That's our fucking damn miracle. Yeah, I I think yeah I think that Keith was searching a couple of years ago. He was like nobody's like taking the actual. Everyone did like nerd something, nerd pizza, nerd butthole, like nerd something, but nobody did like just nerds. And somehow we got that. So we're nerds, but we're a podcast. So we say nerds the podcast. But when you search us, just search nerds. Look for a yellow sprite based Game Boy looking thing. Or a cluster, or just fucking friend me on Instagram or Facebook, Jester954, and I'll send you a link. Uh, also, the Twitch for the nerds is Nerds the Podcast. So, N E R D S T H E podcast. Nerds the Podcast on Twitch. Aaron's on there often, dying in Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Uh, go watch him rage. You can watch me not rage and get drunk and play fighting games at the Jester954. And that's that's what we do, baby. We get here, we hang out, we do the damn thing, and we just, you know, pass the time. There's what else is there to do except share time and play fucking cartoons. I'm a grown up. And I'm watching Catwoman beat up Swamp Thing on my TV right now, and I'm excited because she's leveling. That's right. You're a big yeah. boy now. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, uh, Kev, where can they find you at again? Yeah. The same place, uh, twitch.tv slash Sir Kalo. S I R K A Y L O. Uh, I'm be playing Hyrule Warriors all of this fucking month, probably. So, you yeah, come Zelda. check me out. I'm chill for the rest of your fucking yeah. life. Love that Zelda. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kev and Zelda uh, and Dark Souls. That's all my stream you. is. Zelda and Dark Souls. Do you ever listen to um, the, uh, those Zelda and Chill albums? Yes, absolutely. I opened those my stream good. with those things. Nice, dude. Yeah. Dude, I get drunk and freestyle to those joints at night. It's fun. <laughs> I put them shits on and start rapping. It's hilarious. I love it. Mm. All right. We're going to get on out of here. Peace. <laughs>